Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 137 of Thurston Goal. I'm Franny, wearing my Eagles gear tonight. Ben, right across it from me, wearing his Thurston Goal gear. And we're a show about NFL football fun, friends, whiskey and beer review. Subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. Ben, long time no see. Yeah, exactly. We uh, had our second christening of the condo. <laughs> Last night. Uh, Why do we do this to ourselves? Yeah, exactly. We're like, well, do we really want to do the podcast tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping sounds very, very tempting. I know. I'm I'm very sleepy. Uh, we did have some scotch, for sure. Various scotches. Night, various scotches. Uh, and, you know, it, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Oh, for just sure. that, you know, doing the podcast the very next day and getting right back into the drinking it's not as easy. Not at our age, Ben. Yeah. Well, not at, well at your age, you should bounce right back. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not in my 20s anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so tonight probably we'll be speaking and singing the praises of everyone in the AFC North <laughs> and the NFC East so that we don't have to do any punishment shots tonight because not only do uh, we not want to drink that much, we don't want to drink that. The J.P. Weiser spiced whiskey. Yeah. I do not recommend this stuff to anybody. I'm not even sure why it's on the shelf and who actually enjoys this stuff. But it is a punishment shop, and maybe if I can coerce you into saying something negative about a team in your division, I can have you take a shot of this stuff. Yeah, number one seller at Arizona State. (laughs) Funny. What are you drinking over there? I think even college kids are smart. <laughs> Stay away from afraid, that stuff. They're afraid of it. They're like, give me the Jim Beam. Uh, tonight, Ben, I am drinking the Rough Rider Bull Moose Rye Whiskey with a little bit of Coke. Actually, more Coke than I usually pour in there. And uh, a little bit of club soda. I'm trying to wake myself up and get excited. Well, I'm always excited for the podcast. I'm just trying to really wake myself up. What about you, Ben? Well, you know, you can only, mind over mind over body works only to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's not, you know, it's not foolproof. Push through it. I am continuing to drink the Fords. London Dry Gin, a beautiful, beautiful. Is it really beautiful? So, it is. It doesn't it's seem a, like you're very happy with it. It's a great, crisp, <laughs> summer gin. Not a lot of botanicals, not a lot of juniper, not a lot of extra fruity and spicy flavors in there, but it's just a nice, clean, hot weather gin with some ice, some rosemary, some lime, and a little bit of the diet tonic that I'm hot. drinking. It's hot. It's humid. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Franny, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben. <laughs> well, actually, how was your week this week? How was your week? Yeah, see, was, we're off our game. Yeah, it was a actually bit. a good week. It was not a bad week. It yeah. was uh, It was actually a pretty, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good week. A little warm, uh-huh. uh, but work went really well this week. No complaints about work. Uh, got a lot of yard work done. Got a lot of, uh, you know, tasks completed that I wanted to complete even last night. Well, maybe not so much this morning. Yeah, definitely none this morning, uh, except for sucking up the exhaust of a Lamborghini (laughs) that just decided to park right in front of an outdoor seating area where people were eating and just run the engine of the car for 10 minutes. If you want to show off, he's like, this is what I bought. I live at home with my parents. This is what I bought. Yeah, like I said before the podcast, only Lamborghini could make an item that costs over $150,000 and have it be trashy. Yeah. Franny, what? How was your week? Uh, well, Ben, my week was actually not bad. I only worked uh, three days this week. I am off until next Thursday. I go back to work. So uh, you know, it was it was a good week. It was a short week, and um, it'd be nice to have more weeks like this. We yeah, only work exactly three days. 
And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, I haven't, I haven't taken this many days off in probably two years. So it's nice to just sit back, relax and really do nothing and think about yeah, nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And you're not, I mean, typically we take time off in the summer to go somewhere, uh-huh. but it's more of a staycation. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, a lot of people I'm sure are taking staycations the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. next year for sure, we are leaving the, at least leaving the state. If we don't leave the country, we are, I am at least leaving the state. At some point next year. Friday, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. And we, I was going to read the call to action <laughs> portion. <laughs> and we have Ben's feel-good story, which is almost coming to an end because the NFL, NFL season is upon us only a few more weeks yeah. before we get our first game. Ben, yes. are you excited about yes. that? Yes, now we are knee-deep into over-reading and over-analyzing meaningless preseason games. My yeah. least favorite part of the year, except for when it's the Steelers, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, but the preseason is upon us. Not much to really, you know, it's not indicative of how the how the teams are going to play. Although exactly. you, do get a, you do get a little bit of a first look at your rookies. You know, you just hope they don't get hurt. So we got Steelers got through a couple games with no injuries. Yep. Eagles got through a game with no injuries. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only hope. But I am looking forward to the season. I can't wait I know. for football can't believe to it. be played. And we also have our tag, our thirst and goal stat of the week. We also have NFL Futures betting breakdown, Ben. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, we're going to go through the uh, the over-unders right before the beginning of the season. Awesome. Uh, I wonder. I wanted to get your thoughts on where you think these teams uh, match up and any tasty bets you might see in there. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles finishing last place in the division? Yeah, somewhere on there. I think I think they're over-under is something like 8 or 7.5, <laughs> I think. I think. Hey, that'd be a good season for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, there's no more 500, folks. And we also have our shot of the week, Ben. Another spicy shot. It looks like the Steelers are on another hot streak right now. Exactly. Two wins in a row. They just beat the Eagles. They were down at the half. They came back and they won the game. And that's exactly why we have the spicy shot of Only the 21 week. more to go. <laughs> Until the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. And we also have our beverage of the night, Ben. This is something that we've had for Ooh. a little bit. We've had it for uh, about three weeks now. I think uh, a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago when you stopped by my place the first time and you know we had a few drinks we actually did sample it so we kind of have a, an understanding of how it tastes but we'll definitely review it on the show for sure it is the cool isla aged 12 years it is an isla scotch and ben we love the isla scotches and i can't wait to just taste it once again it's almost gone it's almost gone i know seriously <laughs> Yeah, we got yeah, we got down to business on that color. <laughs> and we also have our beer of the week. It is a summer ale from Shipyard Brewing Company. Uh we'll see how this tastes. I mean, they didn't really have any ratings on the shelf itself at Total Wine, but I was uh I figured, you know what? It's a summer ale. We do this podcast outdoors where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. It's a warm night. It's a it's a muggy night, interestingly enough. Yeah, for sure. In Feels Southern like the California. East Coast down here. You really don't get these nights, but I'm hoping that this will be a nice, crisp beer for us this exactly. evening, Ben. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up, Ben, we have the NFL news. All right, into the rhyme zone once again until Franny gets sick of it. No, never. But first up, Baker Mayfield's focus on winning leaves Browns fans grinning. The first the first contract extension for quarterback taken in the first round of the 2018 NFL draft was handed out last week to Josh Allen, who agreed to a new deal. Allen's six-year extension is worth up to $288 million, with more fully guaranteed money than any other deal in league history. 
those are the sorts of numbers that grab a lot of attention around the league, and it didn't escape the notice of first overall pick in that year's draft. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield said on Sunday that he's very happy for Allen and that he thinks the deal is a positive for all quarterbacks, but that his own pending extension isn't first and foremost in his mind. Like I said, I am worried about winning, Mayfield said via Cleveland.com. I think the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, it's good for the quarterback position overall. I would be lying if I said otherwise. I am worried about winning right now and nothing else. I do not know the timeline on it. We have not talked about it because I am worried about winning this season. Mayfield added that he is not doing the negotiation, so quite frankly, I do not give a damn. Good to have an agent. When the deal gets done, word last week was that the talks have not heated up, although Allen setting the bar could allow for some movement towards a deal in Cleveland as well. But what say you about a refreshing, at least public, uh, you know, position on a, a deal getting done? He's not holding out. He's not, you know, demanding, you know, money like Deshaun Watson did last year, although given the team he plays on, I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think about Mayfield taking, a, you know, a more – non-Aaron Rodgers-like approach to this extension. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really think uh, he has a leg to stand on right now. I mean, he really hasn't proven that hey, much. He beat the Steelers in the playoffs. He really doesn't, I mean, he hasn't proven Almost that much. Almost beat the Chiefs in the, the playoffs. I, still think, I mean, he's, he's a good quarterback, but he's definitely not a top 10 quarterback. Um, you know, he doesn't really have any leverage right now until he can really prove himself. And I mean, like, he didn't make that same jump that Josh Allen made. I mean, Josh he Allen made... beat the Chiefs in the playoffs! <laughs> I know, I know that, but he didn't play him. I mean, it's not like he played great. I mean, you know, he's he's still... Uh, he's a decent quarterback, but he's, he's still not there. If he really shows... Um, that he's improved this season and really elevates the team, then you know, let's start talking about that contract negotiation. That's that's you know, and then he has a like stand yeah, up. and that's but, probably I mean, the he plan. really does. I mean, he's in your division, but what do you think about it? Like, do you think this guy can really take this team to the top? Yeah, I think. I mean, well, the team that that they currently have constructed with the receivers that they have, with the running game that they have, with the defense, I think that he they should have, actually play better. It's actually a really, really good team, and they've got a, finally got a decent head coach in there. I think it's pro- the plan probably is to see if he can outperform last year and then get a bigger contract the following year, yeah. a bigger extension than he would get if he were to, to negotiate it right now. Although Josh Allen has proved marginally more than Baker Mayfield. I mean, you can't argue with, with the, the success that Mayfield has had the last couple of years. I mean, he certainly turned up his game a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's probably going to benefit from playing on a really good team. I don't know how well he would perform if he was on a team that didn't have that kind of talent on the offensive line, that running game, those receivers and that defense getting mm-hmm. the offense back on the field. Uh, but I, 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 I like Mayfield. I wish I didn't like Mayfield. Uh, but I, I, I hope that, you know, he's able to at least get a deal done, you know, sometime this season, if not the beginning of next season. But I, I mean, I think that team is dangerous. I mean, I think oh, they're, they're, they're probably. Team. But is it because of him? Not more dangerous than the Steelers, but they're the second most dangerous team in that division. I mean, I, I just wonder, like, if if another quarterback had that team constructed around them, would they maybe have made made it all the way to the Super Bowl? You know, I mean, there, there's still something about Baker Mayfield. Is he's, he's, I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent on board with Baker Mayfield. I can still see them not moving on from him, but still questioning his abilities. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously outperformed. You know, guys like. Uh, well, I mean, they've, yeah, had Mitchell like, they've had like 30 quarterbacks in the last yeah. 20 years. And they want to stick with one quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he still has that that shackle, that that whatever they call it, that the chain around his leg that is the Cleveland Browns, yeah. like getting the Browns over the hump. I mean, he's no Brady much like Quinn. Getting, you know, much like getting the the Cavaliers over the hump or the the Clippers over like that. That is that's a that is a burden to carry. I mean, if you're you know if you're playing for the Steelers or the Cowboys or the Niners, 
as a as a new quarterback, it's that that burden of being the first to do it mm-hmm. isn't really there. Like that burden that was on Nick Foles to get this, you know, to get that first championship for the Eagles. I mean, that's got to be a pretty heavy burden that other quarterbacks aren't thinking about because the teams that you know, most of those teams, Green Bay Packers, for example. I mean, most of those teams have already won at least one Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but Cleveland has so many you know, collapses on its record in big games, especially that, that championship game where the, with the, with the fumble in the championship game. Uh, but I think that, I think that the Browns, if, it, if the Steelers aren't able for some strange reason to win that division and go on and win the Super Bowl, which I think is, you know, almost a lock at this point. <laughs> oh my I God. Think the, You're so high. I think, I think the Browns You're will be, so high on I think the Browns will be in second place. Actually starts. But, what do you think about his maturity level? He's never really seemed yeah. like a very mature kind of guy. Seems like he's more mature now than he's ever been before. Yeah, but I want to see more of that this season. I want to see him really become a leader of this team because I'm not sure how many guys are really buying in on Baker Mayfield, even like the players on the team. I'm not saying they're not, but it just doesn't seem like he's grasped that leadership role yet. Like, I'm the guy. Like, I'm the man. He just hasn't proven that yet. I mean, you know, he's done some good things on the field. He's made some nice throws. I mean, he's you know they've had some success under him. But I mean, the entire team is really good. Yeah. But I mean, it's like he doesn't have that sort of uh, gravitas. Exactly. But Josh Allen is is actually more mature in that regard. I think. I think Josh Allen is. I I I, even um uh what's his face uh for. The, the Chargers. I was going to say San Diego. Justin Herbert. Justin he, Herbert. He, Justin started, Herbert. he came out the gate like no, that. No, Justin Herbert. Like he just there's there's a he just has a different sort of Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow too. It's, in his, it's in like, his few games that he played. It's like a, just a different maturity level that those guys have. That it seems like Baker Mayfield just is not quite there yet. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah. Anything else to add about the beautiful, beautiful Cleveland Browns? Are they really beautiful? Ben? No, I just don't want to take a shot. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Next, come on. <laughs> Next, early on. It's early on in the show, Ben. I mean, you might as well. If you're gonna take a shot, you might as well do it now. All right, fuck the Browns. All right, there we go. But you're doing a half of one. Or a, I'm doing uh, a little bit. A small one. A, a small one. Bit. Let's a make bit. this a small one. But next up, Franny, Aaron Rodgers to the Big Easy. Oh, so sleazy. The Saints won't have to wait long to replace Drew Brees. Oh, fuck, my hand slipped. That's a oh, bigger shot. God. That's a bigger shot than I expected. It With another Hall of Fame quarterback, because Will Blackman tells TMZ Sports Aaron Rodgers is heading to New Orleans next season. Yeah. Next year, Blackman said, Aaron Rodgers will be a New Orleans Saint. Blackman's prediction is a bold one, but it's not necessarily uninformed. You'll recall the former NFL defensive back was teammates with Aaron in Green Bay from 2006 to 2009. And... Will tells us, or Will tells them, that he has a good relationship with Aaron, and it wouldn't surprise him if Green Bay signal call, this Green Bay signal caller ended up under center for Sean Payton in 2022, given all the drama Rodgers has gone through with the Packers this offseason. I can see Aaron Rodgers being a New Orleans Saint next year. Franny, what say you? Well, I mean, we talked about that last week, actually. I mean, you you actually brought it up. You know, the teams That's that why he was, it's on the agenda. You know, the teams that <laughs> the teams that he was talking about going to, like the Broncos and Oakland, and now Oakland, but uh, Las Vegas. Uh, where else did he say he wanted to go? I, uh, I mean, those and uh, Chicago. That was another team, oh, yeah, another destination that he wanted to go to for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, but you brought up the Saints, and I think the Saints would actually be a good fit for him if. For him. Michael Thomas does stay there. I mean, they, you know, they have a, they have a great offense, and you know, Sean Payton is is a, is a good coach. I mean, you know, he has one Super Bowl, but he's just had a lot of success in the league. I think if he's if if Aaron Rodgers can go to any team and find any sort of success, it would probably be there, especially in that division now with Atlanta. You know, they're an unknown. I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna be yeah. pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, if Carolina, 
same thing. I mean, the only other team in that division, only other team, <laughs> is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, and Tom you know, Brady can't play forever. He's not going to play forever, but Aaron Rodgers also can't play forever as well. But I well, think if, I think, if he, I think he thinks team, that he can. If there's one, he might. He wants a ten-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play till he's sixty-five and retire, like like literal retirement. He wants age. to be Medicare eligible <laughs> at the end at the end of the contract. <laughs> the poor guy's got to watch out for his health, man. Yeah, uh, so what, what, give me double what Patrick Mahomes has. No, but I think actually. The Saints would be a good destination to go if he, if he still wants to uh, have success and 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 possibly make it to the Super Bowl. That team, yeah, it's plug and play, yeah. it's ready to go. It, they're, yeah, everything's set up there. Yeah, I mean, maybe Michael Thomas will be. I, I think he's calling into the show right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we've got Michael Thomas on the line, Michael. <laughs> Actually, he's coming up on the agenda as well, but we just wanted to, you know, Michael doesn't seem like he's prepared to have the interview right now, so we'll we'll get back to the show. But uh, cheers to you, though, Ben. This is the punishment shot that we poured right before this uh, this segment or the, the news story right there. Uh, so the punishment shot, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm off my game. I'm trying to get into this, Ben. I'm really trying to wake up. Ooh. But the punishment shot we've signed in blood. It was a contract. <sighs> if Ben says anything negative about a, te- a team in his division, which is the AFC, North. or if I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, then I take a shot. Or if Sonya, who's not on the show, eventually she'll join us. Uh, if she says anything negative about uh, a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. But Ben, you just said fuck the Cleveland Browns, and I'll take a little bit of a shot with you. Actually, that is a larger shot than yeah. uh, that's a I, that's a pretty big shot. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if I'm a down this because I actually poured, I don't know if I'm a down this. I poured one more for myself than I thought I would, and then I'm like, you know what? It's not fair if you just have like uh, a, a few drops more. Than I may that. not finish this. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah, this gag-inducing JP Weiser's spiced vanilla whiskey. Oh, <laughs> awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, uh, yeah. Last night, that was... Oh, that's bad. That was a lot of, was a lot of scotch last night. Oh, I get a little bit of a gag reflex on that one. That's Actually, how bad that is. That's yeah. how bad that is. Gag-inducing, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's bad. Yeah, especially in warm weather. Man. Ooh, but, yeah, I mean, I... I, I uh, <laughs> oh, my God, that's bad. I agree with you. I mean, I think of all well, the places on week? the league, I mean, I mean, you got a great head coach, you got receivers, you got a running game, you got Kamara there, you got a really good defense, you got a decent offensive line, you've got tight ends, you got fullbacks, you got everything you need on that team. You got a great offensive play caller and a great leader of, of people, allegedly, in Sean Payton, and a history of success and just falling short. Because their last quarterback was kind of, you know, a little bit of a choke artist there in the playoffs. Uh, but I think that would be the perfect landing spot for him. He gets to play inside, mm-hmm. no inclement weather. He can chuck the ball around to his heart's content down there. To me, that's the perfect location. Denver, I think, is too risky. I mean, I know they're, I know they've got the firepower right now. It would be really weird seeing him in the black and gold, though. It would be really weird seeing yeah. Aaron Rodgers wearing a different jersey. I'd be, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd be able to... Uh, if I would still have that same sort of Aaron Rodgers fandom that I do, right I don't now. think you. I don't think you would. I mean, a lot of it's just tied to the fact that it's Green Bay. I, I think so. I think it's just that that whole you know Lambo Green Bay like the entire history, and you know just watching Far for so many so many years and moving on to Aaron Rodgers. It's just ah, he's been there for so many yeah. years. I would just. I mean, I, I mean, the, would he really have a better chance though? I mean, obviously they're a good team, but would he have a better chance with them than he would with Green Bay? I don't really think so. I mean, you know, Green Bay also had they have a good team constructed around him currently. I mean, yeah, he's bringing Jordy Nelson back, Sterling Sharp back. Yeah. <laughs> he says he wants to bring back. Who did he want to bring back? Uh, uh, he wants to bring Hawk. 
He wants to bring Favre back, too, he wants as, to bring uh, Favre back. as backup. <laughs> he wants to bring back, you know, maybe he can bring back, what, what was that, uh, Eddie Lacy will come back. Like, just bring back the whole All crew. my friends, all the guys, <laughs> all my drinking buddies. Everyone who's playing golf right now, you know, put your phone away because because Aaron Rodgers might be calling. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, I personally think the Saints would be the, the ideal landing spot for him because all, all the pieces, both from management all the way down to the, to the roster, uh, mm-hmm. I think that all the pieces are there. I mean, you're going to go to Denver and play for Vic Fangio. And I know they've got a good squad, but... I mean, Denver looked good in the preseason today, but it's only because they have two solid quarterbacks. I mean, like yep. you either have Locke or you have Bridgewater. You know, it's not like they have... like Both those guys can be starters in this league. So your backup goes in, and he's still a starter, basically. And they, they kicked ass today. I forgot who they played, but I watched some of that game. Um, oh, they played Minnesota. Minnesota looked pretty bad. Yeah, but it was like no, 33... He's no Joe Flacco. I was like 30... 30 something to six at one point. It was it was like a blowout. Yeah, Minnesota is like the Clippers. Don't 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 go into the season with high hopes. It doesn't matter what the roster looks like. Just don't go into the season with high hopes if you're the the best yeah. thing that you best thing but that can happen to the Minnesota Vikings is that they might get another Super Bowl. If you're in the Broncos, stadium. if you're the Broncos though, Ben, yeah, Bridgewater. Oh, I start lock. Yeah, lock. Yeah, I mean Bridgewater is the very definition of a journeyman quarterback just above average mm-hmm. you know he, he got an opportunity to start more last year and it didn't work well, out i mean that injuries i mean you know losing christian mccaffrey is like losing you know half of your offense yeah. basically right there but i mean he's good i mean i like don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i do like teddy bridgewater mm-hmm. i just i think that he's a known quantity you know what the ceiling is on bridgewater we don't quite know what the ceiling is on lock it might be really low it might be like a six foot 19, you know, 1800s cabin ceiling where everybody was four foot five. You know, it might not be a typical eight foot, you know, 2000s, 1900 ceiling, but I think you know what you're going to get out of Bridgewater, but we don't quite know yet what we're going to get out of Locke. And I think he, he, he deserves an opportunity to at least prove that he isn't a bust before we decide that he is a bust. So ceilings have gotten a little bit higher now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, because people were a lot shorter back in the day. I, I maybe not a hundred years ago. Well, not a hundred years ago, but I think like in the 1600s, 1700s. I think. Oh, people... okay, maybe back then. Yeah, it was, it was easier to heat your uh, your stone cottage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah, and, and you know, fewer, you know, no vaulted ceilings, and you know, what do they call those wraparound staircases or whatever? They oh, go yeah. up on the both both sides of the uh-huh. of the. Uh, no, no, no McMansions. You know, back in the day, dirt floors, six foot ceilings, stove spewing smoke in your face all day and night. That. Not having any idea that it might be bad for you, you know. Take count your blessings in 2021. That was the life. That was the that was <laughs> the life. A literal hole in your house that you got water out of. If it was, if you were lucky oh. enough to have it in the house rather than outside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Franny, anything else to add about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no, I, I I didn't think you'd be able to squeeze him into the agenda today, but you did. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> you you just like, permanent. He's, it's a permanent fixture. <laughs> Thirsting Goal Aaron Rodgers podcast. <laughs> this is the Aaron Rodgers hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, because he does something ridiculous every week. Like now he's talking about the Saints. He wants to bring back uh, everybody, uh, you know, retired linebackers. Bring back you know Randall Cobb. He, now he wants. Now he's talking about defense. You know, stay in your lane, man. Mm-hmm. Defense. I mean, come on. Who the fuck? You are not a general manager. Just because you're smarter than most football players doesn't mean you're actually really? smart. Really? You know. You know, you're not, uh, you know, you, you, the competition isn't as deep as you might think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he is, in fact, pushing it just a little bit. And that's why I think he will be out the door at the end of this season. I, I hope not. And then we got another, you know, then we get to see what Jordan Love has. You know, 
another potentially draft another quarterback. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers will be on the agenda, I think, as long as I can conceivably <laughs> squeeze something in for Aaron Rodgers each week. Aaron Rodgers took a dump. <laughs> he took a dump. <laughs> He's married. He's divorced. He's on vacation. Aaron Rodgers spotted in spotted in Las Vegas this week. Next up, front A. Dwayne Haskin likes Jazz Pizzazz and Razamataz. The backup quarterback entered the game in the second quarter against the uh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles. 13 and 0. Are stay, uh, trailing Philadelphia 13 to 0. After a three and out, <laughs> Haskins led three straight touchdown drives, not counting the end of half kneel down and a field goal to put the Steelers ahead and stay ahead in the 24 to 16 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Haskins told reporters after the game that he was simply following the orders of quarterback coach Mike Sullivan, who I like, who told him to play like a jazz player. Pretty much be smooth, he said, and that is what I was trying to do, Haskins said, per the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. Be smooth. Allow players plays to come to me. Trust what you see. Let your eyes and feet tell me where to go with the ball. Haskins went 16. Look at this, Franny. 16 to 22 mm-hmm. for 161 yards and a touchdown toss, a nice touchdown toss in the end zone. Yeah. He displayed a willingness, as opposed to the touchdown tosses that don't go to the end zone, I suppose, <laughs> willingness to take that, that what the defense gave him, and his accuracy was much better than what we'd seen out of him in Washington. It wasn't all pretty as the third year quarterback had plenty of wonky tosses, but all in all, the Steelers liked the improvement in Haskins' second preseason appearance. I thought he was in command tonight, Coach Mike Tomlin said. He did a great job communicating with people, going through his progressions. There was a third down play, third and eight. And I saw him go through three or four reads and throw the ball over the middle on on the field of the field and converted for us. That was a snapshot of the night that he had. I knew that Mike Tomlin was going to be the quarterback whisperer with Dwayne Haskins. Friday, what say you? Do we have no. our future starter for no, well, for, for, not, for about, free? Essentially, I don't know about a starter, but you know, as far as a backup, he's definitely better than Mason Rudolph. I, I you know, well, Roethlisberger is demanding a trade to uh, Denver, uh, <laughs> Chicago, Las Vegas, or Chicago. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know why those teams always <laughs> pop up. Um, but no, I mean, he actually looked really good. I mean, he looked like he was in control. He was in command of the confident. game. Confident. He was very confident too. I mean, some of the throws that he made were right on the money. Uh, he was accurate. I mean, he he was he definitely surprised me because I was talking shit about Dwayne Haskins because I well I saw him play for Washington. I mean, you know, I I really pay attention to the teams in my division, yeah. and, and I saw what he was able to do well. over there, which was not much. And he did not play well. He was he was also very immature. Um, but you know, he he definitely looked like a a, a different quarterback under center yeah. for the Steelers. And I was actually very impressed. And now I feel bad for talking shit about the guy, but I do think that he is definitely the guy that should step in. If anything happens to Ben Roethlisberger, and I hope nothing happens to Ben Roethlisberger, no injuries or anything like that. No bad juju his way, Ben. Exactly. Um, but not, and especially not bad juju Smith. Yeah, this exactly. year too, because he I want a good juju. He looked juju. okay. Deontay Johnson, a couple nice passes to Deontay yeah, Johnson. Yeah, but he looked, he looked, uh, you know, I was impressed from what I saw uh, in 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 the third and fourth quarter, because I did watch some of that game, and it was a really boring game. But he was the one bright spot, really, out of that whole terrible game. And uh, you know, I, I could just hear your voice in my head saying, "I told you so. I told you so." And uh, you told me so, Ben. And the Steelers don't really get lucky like this very often. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was essentially a free agent. We signed him for almost nothing. Yeah. You know, obviously, we had a leg up on some other teams that had made offers because we're the Steelers and not, you know, the the whatever, you know, the New York Jets or whoever else might have made an offer for him. You know, I, I don't want to get my hopes up too high. You know, I don't want to overvalue the fact that he was, I think, the 10th or 12th overall pick yeah. in the draft that year. So obviously, he was taken early. He was taken earlier than he probably should have been. But people see, you know, saw a lot in him. And, you know, I, he's got a good, he's, I, I'm he has, really hopeful that, that I think if anybody could turn him around, 
Belichick, Tomlin, you know, Pete Carroll. There's a few co- uh, head coaches out there that, that I think could really mm-hmm. work with him. I, I just don't think Ron Rivera's sort of military style is was a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's got a good arm. I mean, he can he can throw the ball, you know, across the field on his back foot. You know, he doesn't have to be set. I mean, he, he has a strong arm and he can deliver the football very well. Looks like Aaron Rodgers he, out there could, a little if, bit, no, throwing he, off his toes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no throwing Aaron off Rogers. his toes out there. It looked but, like I mean, Aaron Rodgers out there. Okay, when you're playing, you know, second and third stringers, okay. But, I mean, I was still impressed with what I saw from from Dwayne Haskins. And, and uh, you know, I take back all of the shit talking that I did because it seems like Tomlin really did turn him around. He looks like a legit backup. Yeah, I mean, and we, I mean, because Mason Rudolph looked terrible. Mason Rudolph Again, always looked terrible. He looks terrible. He never looks good. I mean, I know they're probably going to end up cutting Josh Dobbs. I think Josh Dobbs was is he still with the team? I think he's still with the team. I think I think he, he played is, a few yes. downs in this game. I yeah. think. I don't uh, even know if he did actually. I mean, but uh, but then again, I mean, yeah. uh, Rudolph might be marginally marginally cuttable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're going to carry three quarterbacks, I, I don't know that because Josh Dobbs is so smart in terms of working with Ben Roethlisberger on the X's and O's of the games and. And actually, they work together on the sideline during games. Mm-hmm. It might be you might be better off just keeping Josh Dobbs for his, you know, his intelligence level and his relationship with with uh, Ben Roethlisberger over Mason Rudolph, who I don't think has a particularly good relationship with Ben Roethlisberger, and he hasn't proven much on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, Duck Hodges is probably still available somewhere, and if we need yep. to pull him in, we could pull him in, or you know, Nate Sudfeld, or. <laughs> Somebody, you know, you could, have, of, you could have Nick Mullins. Yeah, you Nick, could Mullins. Have Nick Mullins. They're, for sure. they're out there. Just take him. There's, I don't want him. There's plenty of guys out there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is. Uh, what's the what's the what's the head the new head coach for uh, the Eagles? Can't remember his name. Sirianni. Uh, Nick Sirianni. You know, why don't I why don't I throw Joe Flacco, who's never started, who started like fucking 200 games in his career? Let me leave him on the field for like two whole quarters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, so you know, like why? You know what like, to expect? Why, why would you Flacco. even bother? Like, does he need the like? He needs the practice. Like, yeah. he needs, like give me. I mean, you're just gonna get him hurt. Like, you, you, he's been in the league long enough. You know what to expect from him. You know what he's capable of. You know, I, I, I mean, I would have left because he took a couple good shots in that game, and I, I would have left Hertz in the game a little bit longer just to see what we have with Hertz. I mean, you know, Hertz is expected to be the starter for the Eagles. He didn't look that great. I mean, he, he had, did not. Yeah, he, I think it was like three for seven for like sixty-four yards. I mean, his release looked different. I don't know. It was, it was just something about his release that just looked different from last season to this season. Got to play like uh, a jazz player. I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not too excited about the Eagles. I mean, you're really high on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben. I am until but week I'm, one. After week yeah, one, it's all yeah. fucking. I'll be, I'll be getting, I'll be getting Viber messages like just like these fire Mike Tomlin, fire, fire everybody. You know the front office. Get everybody out of there. I can't believe we're down. Fucking Rooney should sell 14 the team. Fourteen to ten. <laughs> how, how dare the Rooney's own the team this long? <laughs> Move the team to Texas. Austin's nice this time of year. What the hell? Uh, but anything else to add about? The future Hall of Famer Dwayne Haskins. Uh no, I mean I I uh I apologize, Ben. I was I was wrong about him. You I mean, for weeks you were talking about how good he can be. Can be. And uh I didn't believe you, but now I'm a believer. I, I, I saw what he can do and I was actually very impressed with the way he handled the game. I was I was shocked. I mean, yeah, just I mean, watching Ross- his time in Washington. Was not I, good. I thought it would be terrible. Yeah, I, thought, not good. I, I thought it would be worse than Mason Rudolph, but he is head and shoulders above Mason Rudolph. He's <laughs> as, done more in his career now than Mason Rudolph. Yes, as are most safeties, if you put them in at the quarterback <laughs> position, probably. Are, I mean, I got I got thrown in the towel officially on Mason Rudolph. But, I'm throwing in the towel on you. But Vinatieri in there as quarterback, he'll be better than, uh, than Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but Mason's got to go at some point. Yeah. All right, Franny, are you ready to move on? Uh, let's move on. 
Michael Thomas says he has a side, but it's probably just pride. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is sidelined indefinitely while recovering from ankle surgery in June. What you might not know is what led to this odd, unfortunate situation. Uh, according to Jeff Duncan of New Orleans Times, Picayune, I love saying that name of that paper. Uh, how did something this important slip through the cracks this offseason? Why did months go by without the team's best receiver addressing the ankle injured last season? The answer is complicated, but in the end, the blame falls squarely on Thomas. After the 2020 season, the Saints medical staff examined Thomas' injured left ankle and advised him to undergo surgery to repair the ligament damage in the joint. Thomas, though, wanted a second opinion, as he probably, everyone should get a second opinion, a common step in high-profile cases. The second doctor suggested a more conservative approach that would allow the injury to heal on its own through rehab and therapy. In March, Thomas elected to take the conservative approach and bypass surgery, a decision that the Saints allegedly supported. A rehabilitation plan was collectively agreed upon, and Thomas was given progression or pro- progressive benchmarks to hit over the next three months of his recovery while the training at his off-season home in California. This is where things get inexplicably, as Franny would say, <laughs> went awry. For unknown reasons, Thomas fell completely out of communication with the Saints. He did not return multiple calls over the next three, count them, three months. Then Saints trainer Bo Lowry, wide receivers coach Curtis Johnson, and head coach Sean Payton all tried to reach Thomas. None of their calls were taken or returned. When Thomas returned to the team in June, it was discovered that his ankle was still not right, and he was forced to undergo the surgery that he could have had months earlier to repair the damaged ligaments in the joint. The 10 to 12 week rehab is expected to sideline him for the start of the regular season. Uh, in response to Sean Payton, essentially calling Thomas out, Thomas tweeted, try, they tried to damage your reputation. Thomas wrote, you save theirs by not telling your side of the story. So allegedly trying to take the proverbial high road here, alleging that there's more going on here. I don't know what more there could be mm-hmm. if you completely ignored your employer for three months uh, with regard to your progression on recovering and rehabbing uh, from an injury. I, I know that the NFL players believe they're school teachers that get all this time off during the regular season, <laughs> during the year where they don't actually have to work, but you are an employee of the team and under the CBA, you have to, you know, you, you are have an obligation to the team. But Franny, yeah, what say you about this, this back and forth with Sean Payton? I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand. I mean, this, this is, you know, basically another drama queen, you know, the yeah, like, whole Aaron Rodgers. He thing, has the to be Russ. traded this week. Russell, he I mean, has to I, be I, traded I, this week. I, I mean, why? What has the team? I mean, the, the the team has never treated him wrong. I mean, he's become he's got a one, fucking huge contract. Yeah, he's got a huge, a huge contract. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's found so much success over there. Like, I don't understand these guys. I mean, you know, they make a city their home. They prove themselves. He's it's like one a of little the best, kid threatening to run away from you know, home top, every time your, five, every time your mother tells you what to do. Top five receiver <gasps> in the league. What else do you want, man? I mean, like, where do you want to go? Do you like, want to go to Chicago Broncos? I mean, do you want to go to the the Raiders? I mean, it's yeah. Like, if there's more to this, you know, I'd love to hear it. I mean, if we, if it turns out that someone he really loved deeply, you know, had died of cancer during this time period or something, we're all going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. But he's not telling us or telling anyone, no. not it, it, especially his own team. Being a, being you a know, pouty but, little baby right now. But what? Like you, th- you, you don't you have you you engage in one back and forth with one of the best head coaches in the league, who's probably a giant douchebag mm-hmm. by all probably, accounts. Probably, and then your immediate reaction is to ask to be traded mm-hmm. or to to float in the media that you're asking to be traded. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, especially in you know, and I'm all. They're starting quarterback. <laughs> He's probably looking at that right now and saying, you know what, Breeze is not in the pocket anymore. Uh, I'm gonna have uh, what's his face throwing the ball. Uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill. And he's going to miss a bunch of games because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to get his game checks for those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, 
I mean, I'd love to hear whatever the you know whatever you what, sure, maybe whatever wonderful thing you're doing. You maybe know, there's more Sean to Payton. it. Maybe like you said, maybe there's more to it that we don't but know. Then, but then express yourself. I don't, I don't. If there was more to it, I think Sean Payton would know what that more to is, mm-hmm. and wouldn't have made the kind of obnoxious comments that he has made about Sean about Michael Thomas not communicating with the team. So if there's more to it, it means you didn't tell anyone. You yeah. didn't tell your your head coach. You didn't tell the media. But he should have been smart enough also to have you know the the surgery done earlier. In the off season, because there's a long off season, you know they weren't in the playoffs. We're, no, they actually they were in the playoffs. They lost to Minnesota, but I mean he had a long off season still from January up until almost now. I mean in February, March. I mean you should be thinking about getting surgery that you do need so you can recover in time for the season. So whether you're traded or not, you're ready to yep. play. Like why? I mean even if you want to be traded, be ready to go if you are traded to whatever team. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I'm less kind, I think, than Franny typically is in terms of uh, you you know, right. You're less kind. In- injury injured less players. Kind. I mean, Franny is much more player-centered than I am. I think it sort of comes with the territory. <laughs> you get injured, you get surgery. This is your profession. Um, but even so, I mean, I, I, under, I, mean I, I certainly understand why you wouldn't want to have surgery if you don't, if there's an alternative to having surgery. I, I get that, and I respect that. But not communicating with the team, and now potentially costing the team games, or at on the very at the very least, uh, you know, not giving your, you know, your new quarterback, whoever that quarterback may be, you know, more time to, to gel with you during the regular season, and he's going to miss a bunch of games. I mean, twelve if he if he rehabs for twelve weeks, and how many NFL players actually come back early from rehab? You know, that's a that's a not an insignificant chunk of the upcoming season, mm-hmm. all over whatever what appears to be a communication breakdown. I'd still I'd still start Jameis Winston though. Oh, for sure. I mean, apparently him and, you know, they're, they're, they're rehabbing their relationship this week and him and Sean Payton, you know, they went out to, you know, I don't know. The Kumbaya you know, moment. The, yeah. They went out to some, you know, interactive uh, dinner or something. Probably they went to like Benihana, you know, and they had a good time. Or, uh, uh, David Busters, maybe David maybe Busters like, where know. they could play games. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Someplace where it's interactive, you know, you get where a you, pitcher some activity. Or two, pitcher two or three, you know, beer. You know, the, uh, do the, the, was it skeet ball? Was that, that, that skeet ball? Skeet, skeet, is that that thing? Yeah. I haven't done that in such a long yeah, time. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done that since like um little ping pong little air hockey. <laughs> since um well, uh, Jesus Christ, what was that little what was that restaurant uh for kids uh with that Chuck E. Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. I haven't done it since then. That's the last time I did that. Yeah, I did a lot of that. Growing up on the East Coast because wherever and you Chuck go e. in the seventies and eighties, they all had ski ball and on vacation. That rat is pretty scary now. When you yeah. look at I mean, like, I don't know how that was like a a a, a, a children's establishment. That yeah. dude is a freaky and fucking uh, and that place always perverted looking yeah. rat. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure, and filthy all the time. When and I it, was, it was pretty weird, and and the pizza was wasn't that great, you know. And then there's usually like fist fights between parents. Yeah, and it's just gross the carpeting, yeah. like car- children and carpet is not yeah, a good mix. No. Or balls, they're just like you know, like little balls that they jump into. Just imagine all of the disgusting bacteria in those. Yeah, because you know when out of sight, out of mind. That's when they're like wiping their boogers on the balls mm-hmm. and like <laughs> picking their ass and like all the stuff that their parents tell them not to do. When they're out of sight, that's what they're doing. Yep. All right, Friday. Anything else to add about Michael Thomas? Uh, no, no. It doesn't make any sense. Blows yeah. my mind sometimes with these guys, man. Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. To get into a public pissing match with your boss in public. Ah, the Indianapolis Colts finally do something right. The Colts have cash for a guy who can smash. Indianapolis Colts linebacker Darius Leonard signing a five-year, $98.5 million extension that will make him the highest paid inside linebacker in NFL history. 
Sources told ASBN's Adam Schefter. Leonard passed San Francisco 49ers linebacker Fred Warner, who signed his new deal at the outset of training camp that made him the NFL's highest paid inside linebacker at the time. Leonard now joins offensive tackle Braden Smith as the two players the Colts have locked up long term uh, to extensions during training camp. The 26-year-old Leonard was a first-team All-Pro for the second time in 2020 when he had 132 tackles, three sacks, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries while helping the Colts return to the playoffs after a one-year absence. He was the Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2018 when he led the NFL with 163 tackles and also recorded seven sacks. This guy's a beast. He's yeah. disruptive fronting. Yeah, the Colts have cash for a guy who can smash. <laughs> He's not trash. Did you watch MASH? I did. It's my, <laughs> my favorite show. But um, yeah, but I love the rhymes. Uh, but no, yeah, I don't I mean, know how many I, weeks I'll be able to that's, keep that up. That's uh, I mean, the guy's a baller and he's young. I mean, he's a really fucking good yeah, player. Sure. They made the right move. You know, they usually don't open their wallets in Indianapolis, but they did for the right guy. And uh, I mean, that's a I mean, that's a solid move for them. They've they finally did the right thing. Yeah, I mean, and they've got a they've got a nasty defense yeah. on that team. Yeah, yeah they nasty do. Nasty defense do. on that team. If they can get that, I mean, if if uh, it's Jonathan Taylor, I can't remember their running back, uh, you know, can can stay healthy and play this entire season. Carson Wentz comes back, maybe it looks like he's ahead of schedule, might come back in week one or week two, potentially even to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that you know, I wished you know, if I was a Colts fan, I wish they would have spent a little bit more money in free agency. Yeah, but they could, they could. I mean, they spent the right money in the right place, and even ninety and a half million dollars for five year contract for a twenty six year old guy that plays the way he does. That's a fucking solid move. Yeah, it'll be thirty-one if he plays well yep. throughout. I mean, he won't he won't be asking for an extension, you know, for probably four more years. So you, at least you lock up that all important uh, inside linebacker position. The Steelers went out and made a trade with Jacksonville for a former uh, former Pro Bowl uh, linebacker this week. Uh, that inside linebacker position is so important. I mean, it's what mm-hmm. it's what helped you know the Seattle was it the Legion of Boom? Hmm. I mean, they had really great inside linebackers on that team. Steelers have always had really good inside linebackers. That's what sort of buttressed our de- or made our defense as good as it was, you know. And I I I like this move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still feel like the Colts are probably about 20 million dollars or so short of yep. of yep. enough to get to you know, deep into the playoffs even with the great vaunted, well-respected quarterback Carson Wentz that they've got on that team. Uh, but I really like this move for them. Oh, yeah. So do I. I agree with you, Ben. All right. See, we yeah. we never argue. Yeah. Well, we got to be we'll, like. Uh, yeah. I think I think right now. You got to be the to, Shannon to my like, skip. Right, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We're kind of tired <laughs> after last night. <laughs> you, you be, I agree with you 100%, Ben. <laughs> Whatever gotta, came out of your mouth. <laughs> I agree. I agree with it. All right. Finally. Next up. Sketch. Penalties for taunting may be daunting. In 2021, taunting penalties, and I know Friday loves these taunting. Did penalties. you watch the pole vaulting? <laughs> yeah, I love pole vaulting. Oh, except for that one that snapped—that was brutal. Uh, taunting penalties will have a bigger repercussions in the NFL going forward. Two taunting violations will result in an automatic ejection, Friday, with fines and suspension also in play. The updates come from the league's annual rule change and points of emphasis video. While automatic ejections and fines for taunting aren't new. The issue of taunting is one that com- the competition committee, Rich Chairman Rich McKay, said coaches spoke up in about or spoke up about in the spring. First, the NFL Players Association, coaches, and competition committee have all made a strong statement regarding respect among everyone on the field. We saw an increase in actions that are clearly not within the spirit and intent of this rule, is not representative of the respect to opponents and others on the field. Game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce 
the taunting rules, and players and coaches are reminded that two taunting penalties committed by an individual player will result in an automatic disqualification. In addition, the taunting player may be fined and or suspended depending on the severity of the actions. Franny, what say you? I don't know, man. No fun league, man? Is that, taunt, is that, is taunting that, is a little bit. I know, it's but not it's, sportsmanlike. It's, it's, I know it's not sportsmanlike, but it's a I mean, physical sport. I, I mean, mean but you look know. what they're doing in the end zone now. They get, I mean, you can taunt. You're essentially that the entire end zone celebration yeah, but, is one giant eleven. You know, you could have the entire. You could have. 53 but I like watching guys it though. Do you? I mean, you enjoy watching it. Well, yeah, but that's a taunt. That whole yeah, like uh, the whole like bowling the team over. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, that, that thing I, or like the whole rowing. I like mean, when isn't the guy that enough? I know, I know that, but I'm just saying, like you know, if you make a big play, you make a big hit. You you know you, you tip the ball away from you know uh, you know you save the game at the I mean you you want a ton I mean you, you, these guys have emotion no, like in the in the what was it, in the Super Bowl with uh, yeah, yeah. Cameron yeah, who yeah. was it that the, the, the linebacker for the linebacker safety for Tampa that got in Tyreek Hill Hill's face yeah, yeah exactly I mean and 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 Tyreek Hill deserved it because he did the exact same thing to him like weeks before that I mean it's it's I don't have any issue with taunting as as long as it's not over the top there's fun taunting and then there's like fun taunting. <laughs> And then there's, you know, like the mean-spirited type. But, I mean, there's, like, guys that just go out there, they compete. It's a man sport. It's a physical sport. They hit each other all game long. You know, let them talk shit. I enjoy watching it. Yeah. I don't I don't agree. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> I, I don't agree. Finally, we don't agree. I, I mean, I think that... that I, you would be the worst taunter, Ben. I'm probably. If, if you were, I would, but I wouldn't like myself player, after. I wouldn't like yeah, myself. Yeah, you would. You'd be like, you look in your, you look at yourself in the mirror, like, yeah, I taunted the shit I think out it, of that guy. I think it has to be in the right circumstance. Like, if a yeah. quarterback hangs a receiver out the dry in the middle of the field, and mm-hmm. you get and you get crushed by the safety out there in a corner out there, is that really? A, I mean, that you, you knew it was going to happen. It's not like something you really need to celebrate. I think that there, there, there's a there's a place for taunting in the game, but I do think it happens probably more often than it needs to on plays that are relatively insignificant to the ultimate mm-hmm. outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that... And it gets at least a fight. It's gotten a little soft. Even in the NBA, I remember when Pippen dunked over Ewing yeah, and he yeah, stepped yeah. over him and he's like looked at... I mean, that, that there was no penalty. There was no foul. There was no yeah, technical. Would you, would you get t- what, would, what would be the penalty now? I don't know. They'd probably kick him out of the game and yeah. him and like never have him play in the league again. But that's what I mean. like that. But that was a moment in a playoff game. Like You got to let that kind of stuff go. Yeah. But in the NFL, I just feel like it's not. I mean, or it leads even, to even arguments. Iverson stepping over, fights. like, was it Tyron Lue when he stepped over him and he hit that three-pointer? like the one game that they actually, you know, won in the, in the finals. But, you know, it, that's it's fun. It, it was fun. You don't have to throw that it's, in there in yeah, the one it, game they actually yeah, won. Know, but, but I'm just saying, it's like it's it's like they show those replays and people enjoy those replays <laughs> because they're fucking hilarious. I mean, fuck it. I mean, you beat that guy on that particular play, let the guy come back and taunt you the next one. Yeah, I just... I. I I I think there's a place for it in the game, but I I do I don't disagree that it's become more common than it needs to, and it's all about guys trying to get on Instagram, trying to get on Twitter, trying to get on you know social media or Sports Center, or get you know uh, get out there in the social media world or sort of raise their profile. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more about that than it actually is about the game. But I I don't disagree that there are places and times when it's appropriate. Like that Tyreek Hill taunt was completely appropriate given mm-hmm. what. Uh, Tyreek Hill had done earlier in the season, early in the game, but the the routine sort of, especially by the defenders who are out there, you know, taking shots at at offensive players for essentially you're taunting them for doing your job. Like you're supposed to tackle the receiver, mm-hmm. you know. Even I would rather see, I'd rather bring back more hard hitting football than 
softer football with taunting penalties. Like I'd rather just go back to where where there's a little bit more leeway in terms of hitting the def- you know hitting the defender and and some of the play that isn't permitted now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or was that just a bunch I, of I, rambling I, nonsense? Probably. But you know, I'm kind of I mean like. After last yeah, night, so. like yeah, you sound, that sounds good, man. That yeah, sounds, I, that's perfect. I was about to do this next story, but I think we'll do it next week. Yeah, next as week. you can see, that's a lot of words that's to read. That's a lot right? of words right that's there. That's a lot man. of words but to still, read. Going back to that taunting thing, you would be the worst taunter in the league. I don't know. You I would mean, be the I, worst. But, it would, but in my mind, it would always be appropriate. Like I'm arguing for it, but I probably wouldn't taunt as much as you would. Yeah, but I mean, it would always. But in my mind, it would always be inappropriate. That's taunt. why you had that that um, that story. With Aaron Rodgers going to uh, the Saints because you want to be like, yeah, I'm right, motherfuckers. I'm not the only one that thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In your face, Franny. Yeah, it's a <laughs> podcast tone. <laughs> Where's the flag? Hey, just step over me. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to, like, oh, I'll have to order some flags and we can just throw fucking beanbags at each other. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that you're opposed uh, to it. But I, I actually don't know. Well, I don't, I don't like, you know, getting to the point where, but then again, that's why I, the NBA is boring to me, but it's not boring because there's too many. There's too many fouls. It's boring because they, they don't play physically like they used to play. No. And I think the same thing is sort of happening in in the NFL. So they're like focused on on so it, I think taunting in and of itself is a function of the league getting softer. Because back in the day, if you taunted someone, you might get your fucking head taken off mm-hmm. at some point during that game. But because you can't do that in retaliation anymore, taunting has no repercussions. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's why I'm opposed to it, because it has no I mean, if, if you taunt someone and you don't get called for a penalty, or even if you do get called for a penalty, and the and, and the player retaliates, the punishment for the retaliating player is worse than the initial penalty against the person yeah. that taunted. I think they should call penalties on cornerbacks that wag their finger after the ball being overthrown, like they were the ones yeah, that yeah, caused it, yeah. and they're wagging their finger. Every time I see a cornerback wag their finger, I would throw a flag and be like, why the fuck are you wagging your finger? Yeah. You had absolutely nothing to do with that incomplete pass. It was just an overthrown ball. There's only one man in all of the major sports in the United States that should have can and and should be permitted to wag their finger, and that's Dikembe Mutombo. Nobody else should be able to do it. <laughs> it should be copyrighted or trademarked. <laughs> Nobody Dikembe. else should be able to. Uh, uh, you know. uh, that commercial is great for Geico. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what? I mean, I, I mean, I know that it's iconic, but really, I mean, yeah. they, they should have yeah. just stopped it with Mutombo because yeah. he his was so. Every time fitting. somebody, every every time somebody like wags their finger, they have to pay Dikembe Mutombo. Like two thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, if what's his name, you know, uh, who was it that, that and patented, Pat Riley should... patented three Pete? Yeah. You yeah. know, to get maybe Temple should be able to patent yeah. the, the finger yeah. wag. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, actually, I wonder if you and he would probably do something good with the money too. Well, yeah, actually, he's a stand-up dude. He's, he's always a, he's, he's always got big oh, projects he's a, he's going an on. Amazing person. Yeah, yeah. So I I I I think I've gotten to the root of why I'm why I'm in support of this rule. It's because there's no. There, you that stuff used to get handled on the field, so there was less taunting, mm-hmm. but because. You, you can't retaliate anymore. Uh, it wouldn't be fair to allow a player to taunt without repercussion. Sorry, I'm yawning, Ben, because I'm tired, not because I'm bored of what you're saying. But, <laughs> it's, but what I'm saying is pretty boring. But at least yeah. I got to the bottom of why. I think it's because there are no repercussions. It, because if you retaliate, and it's obvious that that's what you're doing, your punishment is going to be ejection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't understand why the retaliating player gets punished more than the person that actually engaged in the initial conduct that caused the retaliation. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't cause it, but it was a precursor to the retaliation. Right, right. All right, Franny, that's it for the NFL news tonight. Unless you want to, unless you want me to talk for 10 minutes about Russell Wilson, nah, we'll do that next week. Yeah, maybe we'll be more awake. <laughs> yeah, uh, more likely than not. 
What's next up on oh. the big board? <laughs> next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Hey, everybody. Thank you to our new listeners as well as our long-time listeners. Thank you. We love each and every one of you, and that is the truth. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, a guy in a Lamborghini spewing exhaust in your face. One person. That is your homework assignment this week. School's about to get back into session. Wherever you are, maybe it's already in session. This is your homework assignment. Go find someone. Just, you know, some random person some or someone that you really care about. Say, I I love you so much that I feel like if I didn't tell you about this podcast, I wouldn't be treating you with the love and generosity that you deserve. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can check us out on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music, as well as every podcatcher in the universe. But if you listen to your podcast on uh, Pandora, Audible, or or, um, Amazon Music, you can get us there as well. Franny, what's next up on a big board? Next up in is your feel-good story. All right, folks. We'll be right back with our feel-good story. All right, and we are back with our feel-good story, Ben. Oh, yes, only a few more weeks of the feel-good story before we have to talk about all of the games that are being played, and it's a lot of games this year. It's 17 games on the agenda. I can't wait, actually, for that extra game. Ronnie was see against plays because out. he loves to play. Just see how it so plays much. out. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I demand that you work. Yeah. 17, 17 goes to 18, 18 goes to 19, 19 before goes you to know 20. It, before you know it, it's almost like a job. It's like 82 games pretty yes. soon. Before you it's know like it, an, it's an, an NBA almost, season. Well, it has to be. Well, Isn't the NFL the only sports league in the United States, major sports league, that has an odd number of games? Mm, yeah, probably, 82 games probably. in the NFL. You got 162 in, in uh, Major League Baseball. Hockey, I, I think, is the same as. for MLB. Yeah, it feels like 300 to you. But isn't isn't it the same in hockey? Isn't it like 82 or 86 uh, or something? I'm not even sure. I, I, but I think I it's the only league where I completely forgot a, that hockey even exists. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's uh, hockey's like NASCAR. It's like, you don't know. It's really popular with the people that it's really popular with. Uh-huh. Everyone else, like, you know, I'll watch the final 10 laps. <laughs> or I'll watch like the Stanley Cup, like the end of the season. But I can't watch like a, yeah, an a Kings season. game. You know, it's too much. Uh, oh, where's our music? Where's our? Oh, yeah, that's right, man. Our... That's the most important part of this segment. I can't even find it. There it is. I was like, well, my brain is. This is your brain on scotch. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> Any questions? Huh. All right, Franny. This week's feel good story: Jason Baker, future leader maker. <laughs> I'm going. It's all rhymes. All the time. Future Los Angeles Laker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. You guys are desperate. He's not a faker. <laughs> you guys are desperate. Bring it in Westbrook, man. You might as well. You might as well. Maybe you guys should bring back Jordy Nelson. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. A new nonprofit is launched in Fort Wayne with the goal of expanding opportunities for youth football throughout the city and Allen County. The Northeast Indiana Football Association says it also aims to impact the community through the development of servant leaders. The organization was founded in part by Jason Baker, a Fort Wayne native and 11-year veteran of the NFL. This is this is a for us 
by us, organization designed in partnership with those who will serve and benefit, Baker said. We believe that football is a powerful tool to build stronger leaders and better communities thanks to character qualities like teamwork, discipline, focus, resilience that come from a positive football experience. This organization is committed to providing every youth football player with that type of experience. NIFA, N-I-F-A, whatever, uh, Northeast Indiana Football Association, is says its first initiative will be the Root System, which is a limited pilot program in partnership with PAL Fort Wayne, East Allen County Schools, Fort Wayne Community Schools, and Homestead High School. The program will provide training, resources, and developmental services for coaches, players, and parents as schools in each district work to host individual PAL youth football teams. Our goal is to provide the training the guidance, the resources needed to achieve the highest levels of excellence and equity, Baker said. Together, schools and leagues will ensure that all players are given an equal opportunity to participate in football right away. Uh, NFL or NIFA says it will also eventually offer programs for students through the 12th grade in partnership with the NFL Foundation, NFL Youth Football, and USA Football, among other organizations. That is a lot of organizations mm-hmm. in this particular. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, I think this is actually cool. What say you? <laughs> I also think it's very cool, Ben, <laughs> to bring these feel-good stories to us week after week after week, and for only a few more weeks, actually. Yeah, but I think but, this is a good, I mean, he's doing a good thing here. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that really believe that football, you know, I mean, it does produce Antonio Browns, but it also produces a lot of, like, mature, you know, people who are forced into a situation where you either become a leader or a follower, but, are, but either way, you're a part of a team mm-hmm. atmosphere where the outcome of the group is more important than the personal outcome for yourself. And, you know, I think this is great. What say you? (laughs) (laughs) I feel exactly the same way as you do, Ben. Whatever he said. What you said right now, I'm 100% on board. All right. So Thirsty Gold Podcast (laughs) is on board with Jason Baker, future leader maker. (laughs) No, but I mean, you don't hear about these these feel good stories. I mean, it's you know, you listen to our podcast, you hear about these things on ESPN. It's always all the negativity, you know, exactly. Fox Sports, all the negativity. But there are guys out there that are trying to make a difference, and a lot of them, you know, go back to their own communities, and uh, you know, they try to change the lives of the people that are there. You know, a lot of these communities that they go to, you know, they come from an upbringing that, well, I mean, they weren't really wealthy. I mean, yeah, they came exactly. from nothing, and they created something, and they want to give back to the community and create more uh, leaders, not. Fakers, not Lakers, leader makers. <laughs> yes, we need more Jason Bakers, less Aaron Rodgers. Acres. <laughs> Green Acres. Green Acres is the place for me. <laughs> All right, what was that from? Green Acres, the television show. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. You're not watching the history of the sitcom on CNN. Yeah, I guess not. Is that is that what you're watching? Yeah, it's like five episodes. Yeah, it goes through like all the sitcoms from like the 50s all the yeah, way through. So I'm, I'm sure I Love Lucy was on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually in, in several different like. Uh, because they do like a different theme in each one of the episodes, and uh-huh. Lucy's been in like four, yeah, as as right should be. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just interesting to watch, like how the the sitcoms actually mirror what's happening in the society and, at a, any given time, and how and you forget how many good sitcoms there used to be. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's like I don't even know what if there's any good sitcoms. I don't on, even watch sitcoms. on network right now. I don't think there's any good. I don't. Sitcoms. I, don't I, don't, I really don't watch anything. But there I mean, used that's to be. why I'm so excited that football's back. I was excited that the Olympics were going on because I had something to watch, but now football's back. Yeah, think about it. There were 100 million fewer people in the United States uh, when the season finale of MASH aired, and mm-hmm. it's still the highest rated single 
television yeah. program. Well, you couldn't record history. it back then. You couldn't record it and watch it later. <laughs> you know, you couldn't <laughs> save could, it. On the VHS. I don't even know back then. Back uh, then it was, was like... It was, yeah, it was early 80s. It was, it was early 80s? Or oh, mid-80s, I think. Oh, but, I mean, a, a VCR, like a VHS player back then was like thousands of dollars. Yeah, I remember like bragging, like, because people would brag when they got VCRs when I was in, when I was like in ninth grade. Like the doctor's kids had VCRs <laughs> and we we're all like, you have a VCR? Yeah, they were like hundreds of dollars. Watch it live. Yeah, they were. They were, and they did virtually nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. they taped it. You I had mean, to yeah. set it for yeah. the. You had to like set it for the time, mm-hmm. and it was not an easy undertaking to actually set it to record. Uh, but Franny, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our thirst and goal stat of the week. Stat, 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 stat. Okay. Everybody. All right. So we are going to rank all the NFL offenses in the NFL going into this upcoming season. This is from PFF. They actually broke these out into chunks, groups mm-hmm. of offenses that all sort of fit in the same category. Do you want to go worst to first or Let's first go worst. to worst? Worst to first. Okay. So the rest. This is what tier five. These are what they were called. The PFF is calling. The, these are the teams that suck. <laughs> Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, e- Eagles, and Panthers, and Lions, and Broncos, and Texans. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree with any. So of these those. are all the worst offenses in the league. Uh-huh. I, I was actually kind of shocked to see Miami in there. Actually, Miami. Well, I mean, with Tua Tagovailoa, I, I, I just don't think he's a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's what they point out. Miami's biggest question mark is the play of oh, second year quarterback go. Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> but why do they think the Eagles suck? Uh, I mean, there's, uh, I, I'm not sure who the quarterback is going to be this season. I mean, you know, we saw what happened in the in the in the preseason game with uh, Flacco taking snaps, with Hurts taking snaps. I mean, it's like, uh, I'm kind of worried that Flacco might be the starter week one. Yeah, it's Once, funny. That's what the, the paragraph says. Philadelphia had a chance to. It's like a, this. This is taunting. <laughs> Philadelphia had a chance to upgrade the uh, upgrade at quarterback this season once they traded away Carson Wentz, but instead they elected to address the wide receiver position and turn the keys over to Jalen Hurts for at least a season. Yeah, I mean that's, he, he needs that's, weapons. That's fifteen yards. He needs right weapons. There. That's fifteen yards right there. You know, especially if you're a rookie quarterback, he he's not. He's not a rookie his second year, but he yeah. barely played last season. But I mean, you know, you need to give this guy weapons. And and the the Eagles, you know, they have Goddard, they have Ertz. I mean, they have Devontae Smith. looked good in the game. Ray by the way, doesn't look good. He looked good in the he's game against the, Pittsburgh. Quez Quez. Uh, Quez, what's uh, I got to forget his name? Quez, uh, Quez Watkins or something like that. I mean, he looked, he looked. You guys always, you're like us. You like pluck receivers from like yeah. the practice squad and all. And but I mean, you know, it's just it's just a huge question mark as to who's going to be starting at the QB position and you know how those guys will perform. I mean, it's 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 you know it's it's not the best duo in the league, that's for sure. Yeah, and then you know I agree with the rest: uh, Broncos, Texans, Lions, <laughs> Jared Goff. But I think they're going to be okay. Patriots, I think, will be okay. Patriots are also, uh, you know, question mark there too. But you know, putting when was the last time you thought you'd see the Patriots in the dumps in Tier Five? Uh, after Tom Brady left, and I would expect yeah. them to see. <laughs> I would expect to see them down way in the dumps. Okay, next we have Tier Four teams with critical flaws. See, this, the this New Orleans, I, don't agree. I don't agree with this. The New Orleans Saints, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Chicago Bears, the New York Giants, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Bengals, and the Colts. How the fuck do you have Pittsburgh? In That's here? what I'm saying. I don't. I don't agree with Pittsburgh. Being I mean, there. Saints. I, think, I understand because you got no quarterback. Yeah. But, I mean, you have a quarterback with the Steelers that could throw for 5,000 yards easily. 4,500 to 5,000. I mean, he's done it before in his career. Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, he can do it with the, with the current receiving uh, crop that he has out there. He can still do it. Yeah, I mean, the biggest question for Pittsburgh is whether the offensive line they can field can be viable as it is the potential to undo everything else on offense, given the perspective starting five. And I think that's a legitimate 
I think that's a legitimate concern. I mean, we essentially revamped the, the most of our offensive line in the offseason with mm-hmm. Filer gone and Valenzuela Well, I think now just with having you know, a, a running threat, now you finally have a viable option to run the ball. That should open things up for the receivers. And, you know, I don't agree with Pittsburgh being this low uh, on this list. Yeah, I, I actually, the offensive line is, but we, I mean, yeah, they may struggle. Uh, but I, I think that we've been able to bring in guys and draft people. I think we'll be okay on the offensive line. I think it's. I think this is an over. Uh, they're being a little bit too cautious here. Mm-hmm. But the Bears, I agree with the Giants. I agree with the Jags. I agree with because you know you got a brand new group of guys there. Bengals, I agree with, and the Colts, I also agree with, especially because they're the Colts. Uh, next category, tier three, the chasing pack. These are the these are the teams that are right on the cusp of being in those next two tiers: the Niners, Raiders, Chargers, Vikings. Washington, Arizona, and the Falcons. Friday, what say you? Uh, I'm not sure if San Francisco should be here. Uh, Lower you know, or higher? I, I, think they, I think they should take the position where the Steelers are currently at and move the Steelers what? up maybe to this position. With Jimmy right G here. and Trey Lance? Like, I mean, yeah, and with Lance got, getting the upper I, hand, I, and, I know, uh, getting I the know. Upper hand right saying, now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, look, but they got I, a I've Hall been, of Famer in Jimmy of, Garoppolo. I haven't said a lot of negative things about Jimmy G, but he's all you know. He's, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's not amazing or anything. Serviceable. He's serviceable. He is serviceable. I mean, he that's, that's, serviceable, he's the definition of serviceable. I know. If someone described you as serviceable, would you be? Would you view that as a compliment? Uh, yes and no. As long as I'm getting paid millions of dollars, I don't give a fuck yeah. what you say about me. I mean, you're a serviceable physicist, <laughs> but not a not a good physicist, I suppose. Good uh, enough. But what do you, yeah, what do you think about the Raiders? And I, I think the Chargers should be a little bit higher. Yeah, they have, they have also a good receiving core there, too. But also still a young quarterback. You know, he, he looked really good last season. I expect the same this season. But, you know, still a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings are the Vikings. Washington. Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course. Yeah, that's I'm not sure about them either. Yeah, they should probably be lower mm-hmm. with Fitzpatrick or not. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not buying them. I'm not buying them. Tier two on the verge, right on the cusp of being up there with the big boys and girls. <laughs> Tennessee Titans, Seattle Seahawks, Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys, L.A. Rams. Ronnie would say you. Cowboys, really? The Cowboys? Oh, let's see what that they, high. Let's see what they say about the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's return should propel this team back among the better offenses in the NFL, even if Prescott doesn't quite match the scintillating, uh-huh. scintillating yeah. level. I love this. Scintillating. I love the what, writer. I love this What did writer. he do last year? Level he was playing even at the last games year that before he did, his injury. Yeah, but even there were two and three. Well, but, the, you know, it's. I guess you are what your record says you are. Uh, but he played well. They just didn't have. I mean, that defense was horrific last year. Yeah. It was horrific. <laughs> They have a good offense. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of big name players on that offense, but still. Yeah, you got CD Lamb coming back. I mean, they're, they're acting. You got like, Michael Gallup coming back. Okay. You got Amari Cooper coming back. Yeah, you got right. Zeke coming back. You got Pollard coming back. That's a Super Bowl caliber squad right there yeah, on offense. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're going to do a shot. Half, I didn't say tiny, anything. I didn't tiny. say anything. You said, How are they this high? What did Dak Prescott do? Scintillating, fuck you. Just, I didn't say that. Essentially. Oh, fuck the Cowboys. Yeah. Tiny P. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Are you going to have a little bit? Yeah. Tiny. Like, literally, like. Yeah, let me get an eyedropper from the house. Huh. Is that that that's bad? That like really if we small. had the fruity stuff, like the apple or something, I could. Yeah, those do it. actually are, but, are you know you you can sip on those a little bit, but this but one that's this gross. Is, I mean, it li- yeah, it no. literally is. Even in normal times when we're not hungover, it's yeah. gross. Yeah, it's it, it it does like induce that gag reflex. Yeah, I mean, especially with a hangover, it's even like worse. But yeah, Cheers. let's let's do it. Cheers, fuck the cowboy. 
Like, what is it? What's the flavor again? It's supposed to be vanilla. Is it? I don't taste any vanilla. It doesn't taste like vanilla. It tastes like... Uh, well, yeah, it tastes like vanilla uh, extract that you left open on the counter in 100 degree temperatures for about a week and a half. Uh, it's still there. It's like it doesn't go away. It just sticks yeah, you with need, you. Like you need a chaser. Uh, I need to chase it with some of some of our other punishment shots. Those were better. Those could uh, be used as chasers for this punishment shot. Well, what do you think about the Rams being in here? Or uh, yeah, the Rams. Yeah, actually, the Rams. I would I would, I would have the, the Rams higher. It's kind of high sure. for the Seahawks, I think. Really? Why? Ah, uh, you know, uh, they got question. They got questions da, on the offense. They got questions on the offensive line too. Every single year. Yeah, they got one running back who can't stay healthy. Uh huh. Yeah, but they also have Russell Wilson. Uh, they do, but I mean, I think this. I think you know, if you're going to put Pittsburgh down to tier below, I mean, or ten, two tiers well, below. I would, what I would say is the, t- two the tiers. T- the Titans belong well below this, no, just no. because of Ryan Tannehill. They could they could bring in ten Julio Joneses. <laughs> they still have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. Ryan Tannehill. I say, do not fear the Tennessee Titans. Take the under. We're going to get to that uh, in a minute, but I say take the under for Tennessee. I don't even care. I don't care if it's in seven games. Take the mm. under for Tennessee. No, that might. Mm. I don't think so. Crazy. I think that's crazy talk. About Derrick Henry. All right, let's go open to the number one tier. The best in the NFL. The NFL's elite. Yeah, you can't really argue with the Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Bucks. The Bucks. The Packers. The Packers. The Cleveland Browns, Fronty. Even the Browns. I mean, the Browns have a good. And the Buffalo Bills. The, the Browns Bills have should, a good. The Bills don't belong in this. In the this. Browns have a good. No, the Bills, I think. I mean. It, the NFL's elite offenses? Elite? Yeah, I mean, the Browns, I'm not sure about the Browns. Uh, I'm not sure about the Bills. I mean, I like the Bills. Don't get me wrong, but elite. Yeah. Like, you, Do the Bills want to make you, you watch Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> you watch, but you watch Tampa play, right? Uh-huh. You've seen Tampa Bay play. You've seen the Chiefs play as well, right? Mm-hmm. The Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the Bills will make it happen now. Stand up now, come on. I mean, come on. This is like the best. This is the best. I mean, I think uh, Fly Eagles Fly is probably better, but, you know. Fly Eagles Fly is, sounds like I'm about to go get killed in a war overseas. Yeah, but it was it, it, it was made around that time, right before, you know, World War II, probably. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's depressing. Fly Eagles. But you've seen you've seen the Buccaneers play. I mean, if you say it like that, it's depressing, yeah. <laughs> you've seen fly the Fly Eagles fly <laughs> on the road to victory. It's, it's, yeah, it's not more exciting uh, than that, Ben. It's not that much more. I mean, yeah. the Steelers is, you know, here we go. Uh, but <laughs> well, it's better than Chargers. But you've seen it. What, they, do they have a song? Yeah. What is it? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Charge! <laughs> that's, <really> the- <laughs> that's, that's what they do. Yeah. 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 But you've seen the Buccaneers and the, and the uh, Chiefs play. Would you put the Bills anywhere near that? Uh, no, not not those teams. I mean, those teams are like on a different level from pretty much everybody else, especially, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs and the way Andy Reid calls his plays. And, well, I mean, just Tom Brady just in general. I mean, he, he can make – he's made the Patriots look amazing. Now he's doing the same thing with Tampa Bay. I mean, I completely agree with, with Green Bay as well being up here because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, I mean, Cleveland and Buffalo, they sh- I mean, there should be like a – they should be on a, a tier of their own. Like just like, just almost there, right? A hair away, cusp, cusp. A hair but away. There's something missing still. They're not on the level of those other teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I put the Packers in here either. I mean, but I, I mean, apparently because Randall Cobb is back, well, that's, that I, pushed I, him right over the I, edge. I, I mean, you have Aaron but Rodgers. It, I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, yeah, I guess they are an elite offense. I suppose just not actually winning games in the playoffs. Um, well, they win games in the playoffs. They just don't go to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I would probably leave the Browns here. 
but not based on Baker Mayfield as much as based on Kareem Hunt and um, Chubb. Nick Chubb. I mean, I, I, that I think having those two guys, I mean, with with, a, with, a, with an above average quarterback, it, I mean, their defense is fucking solid. Yeah. But the, yeah, but it, and uh, Buffalo also has a really good defense yeah. too. I just don't put the. I wouldn't put the Bills quite yet in the elite category of offenses. Uh, the Browns, just because of their running game, that I think mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd put them here either. But I, I would be more likely to put them here than the Bills. I think just because of those two running backs. Uh, but the Packers, you know, you know, what are you going to do? Packers get all the love. They don't accomplish anything, but they get all the love. They, well. Going to the NFC Championship game is still an accomplishment. I mean, you still have is to it? get there. Is it? And he's, he's been there quite quite is often. Is it when you lose every time? Yeah, but you're still there. I mean, you know, I, I you know, I, I still give McNabb credit for going to the NFC Championship game multiple times. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. But I, I, if it were up to me, I would just have the Bucks and the Chiefs in this category. Yeah, that would be the only teams in this category. Maybe if if. If Breeze were, you know, with the with the Saints, I think if if Haskins started for the Steelers, you'd then put, they would be they'd be here. higher. They'd be definitely be higher. Yeah, if if only with Haskins, Haskins with J- Jameis Winston backing him up, then we'd be then we'd be in the top tier. Only then, <laughs> only then. All right, Franny, that's it for the stat of the week. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, bed is our NFL futures betting breakdown. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, what do you think the Eagles uh before we actually look at the numbers, uh-huh. what do you think that the Eagles over under is before we look at it? Uh, 17 game season? Yes. Mm. I mean, I would I would expect the Eagles to win somewhere in between 7 and 8 games. Why is it? Oh, maybe it's up here. Yeah, come on, that's low. Why is that low? Uh, let's see NFL NFL preseason. Football futures. There we go. Season wins finally. They keep moving stuff around. Well, it's NCAA actually. Oh, now where's the? Uh... Is it? And is it the NFL? What if you just click on NFL? Did they lock it? Or uh, that? Yeah, they locked. Huh? They locked it. All right then. Let's see. That doesn't make any sense. Well, we're gonna have to get it from somewhere else. Sorry, folks. Now you're on the Bill Burr podcast where you just Google stuff for <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> you ever listen to Bill Burr's podcast? No, nope. like, I don't listen to podcasts, man. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, bellows. Like, look at that bellow in front of you. <laughs> what is a bellow? Like, let's look a bellow <laughs> while, my, while my listeners are on the phone with us. Uh, regular season wins. Regular. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Wait, what? This isn't it either. Yeah, that's that's weird the way they have this set up. I don't even know what that even means exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to not look at that because that Let's was Vegas, really weird. Vegas Insider. Oh, here we go. This is easy to read. Oh, there you go. Put something legible. Yeah, I don't like know why Bookmaker uh, doesn't have it. Bookmaker. <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 12.5 out of 17. Uh, yeah, I would say over... They Over twelve point five? Yeah, they might win thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna win thirteen games this year. You don't think so? Eventually the wheels are gonna come off for some injuries. I mean, just look at the division. Some injuries. Some injuries. I, I'm not yeah. saying they're not they're, they're not gonna play well. I just think there's eventually there's gonna be some injuries on this team. They've been pretty lucky. With the exception of losing both of their tackles last year. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd say I, I can see them win thirteen. Why not? No, I think they I think they, they definitely can if they stay healthy, but I think there's going to be the injury bug might bite them this year. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I would say under 12.5 for the Chiefs. Tampa Bay Bucks 12. 
Just a smidge under. Just a hair. Just a smidge. Just a pinch. So that sounds about right. I'm going to say over. Mm-hmm. I think with Tom Brady in that offense, and, and the defense is completely, you know, essentially everyone's back on that defense. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I would actually put the Buccaneers. I'm gonna put the Buccaneers at 14 wins for the Damn. season. Damn! Wow, 14 and three. Uh, Baltimore Ravens 11. I'm not doing a shot. Uh, that's that's a tough division though. I mean, it's it's because you're playing three yeah, other teams. Two games against that, Pittsburgh, exactly. Two games against Cleveland. Six games against your division, which is. I would say it's behind the NFC West in terms of strength. Um, Push on. <laughs> but still, win 11 games. Can they beat the Steelers? I mean, they'd have to really beat the Steelers twice. They'd have to beat the Could've Browns beat them once last year. twice. I, they'd have to beat... Um, well, they, they could beat the Bengals. But Joe Burrow. It, that's They might go one-to-one against them. I mean, it, I, you know, I'm not sure what their schedule is the rest of the way, but it's just a tough division, 11 wins. I would say maybe 10-7 and seven for them. I don't know. Ravens, I think the Ravens are going to win 10 games. I, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to win more than 10 games this year. I think it, it'll be enough to get them in the playoffs, but I, I, I would, yeah, I, I think with, with Lamar Jackson, you know, sort of at his ceiling, I think, mm-hmm. at this point, with two games against Pittsburgh, two games against Cleveland, and two games against uh, Cincinnati, I would put them at 10. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, 11 also. Well, their division is a little bit easier. Yeah, I'm going to put. Yeah. I'm gonna take the over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they would. I, I think 11. Can they would, beat the Jets twice, though? That's the question. They could beat them. With Zach Wilson. All day, every day, Ben. With Zach Wilson. <laughs> Transcendent talent. Yeah. Trevor Gener- Lawrence and then Generational, Ben. <laughs> Gener- generational talent. talent. I'm going to take the over on the Bills. Uh, Rams only 10.5 under. Wow. Under the Bills. What say you? Also a tough division. That's <laughs> a tough division. It is. That's a lot of games. That they're in right now, I too. mean, essentially 11 games. I mean, at 10.5, yeah. but it's 11. I, I could see them winning 11 games. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I with, think I'm, with Matthew Stafford. I think I'm going to take the over there, too. Yeah. I mean, if Matthew Stafford is everything that Sean McVay says he is, I'm going to take the over. Oh, he is. But been. look at the Niners at 10.5. I know that. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Who's I'd, your I'd say, quarterback? I'd, Trey Lance, Jimmy G. I'd say under. I'd say I'd say they win closer to nine games. Ooh, yeah, I think they'll probably win nine or ten games. I, I actually, I don't know why I said ooh, I did agree with you, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take the under on uh, on the Niners. Browns, ten point five. That's them. a lot of games for the Browns. I'd say under ten. And half. I'd say ten, ten games. I'm going to take the over. I actually think they're going to win uh, more games. There's a new sheriff in town, unfortunately. In the AFC North, and it's not the Steelers or the Ravens <laughs> anymore. Unfortunately, I'm going to take the over there. Uh, Green Bay Packers at 10, Friday. Your beloved, your Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'd say 11. I'm, I'm going over with the Green Bay Packers, 11. You know what? Fuck it, 12. 12. They're going 12 and 5. Yep, I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to completely fall apart in Green Bay this year. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I don't think so. I'm not going to bet. I'm actually not going to put money on this. I already put my over-unders in a while ago. But, yeah. I actually think the wheels are going to come off in Green Bay this year. There's too much drama. Seattle Seahawks at 10. That sounds about right. Actually, 10, 10 wins for them sounds uh, about you think right. You were just talking them up. Hey, but that, uh, that sounds about right. Wilson, 10, 10 you got DK Metcalf. You got, you know. I, I don't remember. I didn't say that stuff. <laughs> I think, well, you said something like that. <laughs> I didn't mention any receivers. Um, but uh, yeah, You said Russell Wilson, I think. Yeah, they have Russell Wilson. The, the um, best quarterback in the entire league. 
oh, now all of a sudden, now he's the best. You hated him weeks back, but now he's the best once again. Uh, no, I'd say ten is just well, sounds, I hate his attitude. ten. Ten sounds just about right for uh, for them in that division. It's, take, it's, a, it's, a, it's 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 be very unpredictable for the NFC West. I'm taking the over. Uh, Patriots nine point five under. Can Bill Belichick win less than ten games? Yeah, he's done it <laughs> last year. I'm still going to, in that division, Jets are better. Bills in that division. Yeah. I I think I'm going to take, yeah, Miami. I'm going to take the under there too. Just the Miami's defense alone could win them a game against New England. And they always struggle in Miami anyway. Yeah. Even with Brady, they would, even with a terrible Miami team, they would still go one and one somehow. Yeah. That's what, a rivalry is a rivalry, baby. Uh, Chargers, 9.5. Hmm. Justin That's, Herbert. I know. Second best I know. Quarterback I, 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 Second best oh quarterback in the God. league. <laughs> Wilson, Herbert, Brady. Yeah, Obviously, Brady's still the best quarterback. That's in the that's actually yeah. that's a tough one to call right there because I'm not sure what to expect from the L.A. San Diego Chargers. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take the over. Are they at division? You got the Raiders, right? You got the Broncos. Kansas City. Not particularly great teams in that division outside of Kansas City. I'm going to take the over. Dolphins, 9.5. Under me all day on that one. What do you say? Yeah, I would say 9. Yeah, I'm going to take the under there. Saints at 9. I, I, who's their starting quarterback? They don't even have a starting quarterback it's in Taysom their Hill, nine. of course. I mean, Sean Payton's got a hard-on for the guy. I would, I would, you could trade Aaron Rodgers and be like, I think Taysom Hill's got the nod this week. I'm going to put Taysom Hill in. Rodgers, you're going to be riding the, the aluminum this week. Yeah, only because of Sean Payton. I'd say 9 is about right. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I think he's going to manage a way to hodgepodge 12 wins for that team this year. Seems like a lot of teams have nine. Yeah, Titans, nine. I thought they were the best in the league, according to PFF. <laughs> I'd See? say over. Vegas always gets over. shit. I'd PFF say over. I'd say wrong. 10 games over for Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to take over for Tennessee. Because just because of the, the, the team is built to win a number of games, but not necessarily get through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Colts at nine. The Colts, I would say that is... I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty going into the season. Uh, it depends on how quickly Wentz can get back. I mean, as you know, we know Wentz played last year, but I still expect. Did he play last year? He he, he played too is much. That he you, played he played too much last year, actually. You, is that what you called whatever that was? Whatever that was. But with Frank that Reich, we were witnessing with Frank Reich <laughs> yeah, as his coach. Uh, I, I, you know, the Colts just. I mean, their defense and gen- I mean, they they have a good team. Uh, they're built around whatever quarterback is at the helm, I, I would still say, I would, I would say nine sounds about right yeah. for them because they play Houston twice. Yeah. You know, so that's two wins right there against Houston. They play Jacksonville twice. Jacksonville, that could be two wins against Jacksonville right there. You know, you win five more games, you're at nine. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually going to take, I'm going to go over on that. I mean, I think that just based on Reich and the personnel, I mean, with, with, to Franny's point, I, I think if you had Jacoby Brissett starting, you'd win 10 games. Uh, Dallas Cowboys only at nine. Nine, nine, I'd center say, field nine. I'd say over. Shot, shot, I'd say shot, over. Shot. I'd say over. I mean, the, the division is... I mean, the division oh, is, for fuck. It's a terrible division, man. It's a terrible division. They have the I best, thought they were terrible. You just said that. They are terrible, but the, the division is terrible. Wait, so they're so they're terrible, but they're... But the best the of best, the terrible They're teams. the best of the worst. Exactly. <laughs> they the they are. You're the best. That's exactly what they are. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think the Cowboys are probably going to win 12 games. Oh. <laughs> I think they are. You got Zeke, Pollard, all those receivers. The defense got a lot better in the offseason. The offensive line is still strong. 
you know, Dak's having his shoulder issues. Yeah. Now, you know? But if he could stay healthy, I, I'd, I'd put him at 12. Yeah. I know. Uh, Vikings, your Kirk cousin led Vikings. <laughs> uh, They're the Vikings. I'd say under. Eight. I'd say under. I'd say eight games. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'd say eight. I'm, I'm gonna take the under of the Vikings as well because they're the well, they're the Vikings. Well, you got Pittsburgh Steelers, but no 8.5. respect. Take take the overall no day. respect. I tell you, I'm not sure why they're so underappreciated. Like they've lost like because apparently, well, they actually have lost, lost quite a few players. We lost but, I mean, most still, of our offensive line and a couple defenders. Still though, you know, you have a viable running back now, which is something that you guys have not had for multiple years. And, yeah, you still have Roethlisberger. I mean, I'm not sure why people think Roethlisberger has fallen off a, some sort of a cliff. I mean, yeah. the guy is still going to be – he's going to throw for a ton of yards this season. Yes, he is. And that receiving core – And Dwayne still... Haskins can step in if we need him to. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah over. I'm over on the Steelers. Yeah, I'm way over on the Steelers. I think they're going to win 14 games. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that seriously. I think they'll probably win about 11 games. But, I'm gonna, but until the season starts, I'm sticking on 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. They, if, hell, they might win 17. The Cardinals, 8.5. Uh, and how the mighty have fallen. The Cardinals, I mean, they were everybody's darling last year. I took the... the I think nine. I think I would take it over. I would, I would take the over on that. I'd say nine wins. Wash, yeah, I'm going to take the... Yeah, but not division. Yeah, I'm still, I, I mean, I still, have, I still have faith in that offense. I'm going to go over. Washington football team, 8.5. That's high. I'd say... Or is that the ceiling for Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'd say under. I'd say eight wins for them. Mm. Problem is it's seventeen games, so I'm gonna I, yeah, I'm gonna go nine. I think they're gonna win nine games. I mean, I, I think Fitzpatrick can figure out a way to get nine wins with that division mm-hmm. throughout the course of seventeen games. I think they can get nine wins. Broncos, everybody's darling. Everybody wants to play there. Eight point five. Um, Drew Locke. I'd say eight. John Elway under, under eight. And a half. John Elway in the headset under eight and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, Chicago Bears seven point five. You know, you know, I'm kind of high on Andy Dalton, Ben. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> well, based on what? I mean, I would based say on that, seven and a half. Based on his stellar performance eight, in Dallas last year, eight eight wins. It, it was, uh, was over. It, was over. It, was it based on how awesome he played for Dallas? Last over year? seven and a half. Over seven and a half for the Bears. <laughs> I'm taking. Yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take the over, but it's just going to be eight games. Yeah. But I mean, you saw how terrible Dalton played for Dallas. Dalton, the Red Rifle. Oh, he's awful, 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 awful. Carol, I think you, I think uh, you should have to take a shot for that. No, no, he's <laughs> he's playing for a different team now. He's playing for the Bears. <laughs> Carolina Panthers, seven and a half. Um. Uh, yeah, I'd say under. I'm gonna take the over, just because everybody's back. You got a, a, a you know second year coach. You got McCaffrey coming back. I think they're gonna win nine games. Mm-hmm. Your Atlanta Falcons <laughs> over seven and a half. I say over seven and a half. Oh, uh, why? Based on what? Matty Ice. Based on what? I mean, have, I would say the over on blown leads is over 7.5. I would take the over if on blown leads. If they could just leads. win those close games. <laughs> if they could win any of the close games. No yeah, lead I'd is safe. Eight, no eight. lead is safe. I'd say eight games. Really. Yeah, I'm taking the under. They got the, the team's got the city's got no faith, the owners got no faith. They they didn't sign players. They let guys go. Uh-huh. Uh Raiders? Seven. Raiders over. I say Raiders. I think the Raiders are going are going to surprise people this year. I think this is Based the year on? that they're I, 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 you say Derek Carr is one of the worst quarterbacks. I, in the I never said that. I, he's he's a good quarterback, but you think he's like Hall of Fame quarterback. I just think he's a good. I think he's a very good quarterback. He's on a good a quarterback, team. and I, I think he could take that team to more than seven wins. I think I think eight or nine wins for the Raiders. So partying at Caesars this year. That's what. You're yeah, saying. exactly. All right. Yeah, I want to know which casino these guys hang out in, like the most most of the time. <laughs> I want to know like the Raiders' preference on casino. Is it like 
Is it the new Raiders? So they're hanging out like at the Encore at the Win, uh-huh. or is it the real Raiders? Are they downtown at Binion's? Like Stardust, you know, like where? Like are they at the Stratosphere? Like where are they? Like I wonder where these guys are at hanging the Flamingo. out. Flamingo. Yeah, exactly. That's like middle of the road. That's like not too nice, not too not nice. Uh, Giants at seven. Uh yeah, yeah. Below, uh, I'd say six. I'm going over. I'm going ten. Ten wins yeah. for the Giants? Yeah, I think the Giants are going to pull it together this year. They got I the talent. Gonna... Barkley's coming back. You got Daniel Jones, future Eli Manning, and waiting there. I think the Giants are going to win ten games. Yeah, I don't think you so. You got to remember the division is awful. I know it's awful, but they're awful, too. <laughs> they're part of the awful division. Yeah, but Daniel Jones. Ten, ten wins for the Giants. I'm going to replay this entire... We got to remember. Yeah. Write this, like, or, like uh, set a yeah, calendar. Whatever. whatever. Set, a, set a calendar for this date, like, so that we can remember which podcast we need to go back and listen to at the end of next season. Uh-huh. Uh Jacksonville Jaguars with Bart Starr, Johnny Unitas, Terry Bradshaw, and and all Brett Farr all mixed into one. Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers and all rolled into one. Jacksonville, six point five. That's low. I'm gonna take the over. Uh I I'd say that's about right. I think maybe six six wins for them. I'm not really high on, on Jacksonville this year. Not yet. I'm not high on him yet, and I'm actually not high on another college coach coming over. Yeah, in Urban Meyer mm-hmm. for his first year coaching in the NFL, I think that's going to be a problem yeah. for them. Uh, not everybody can do what Pete Carroll has done, uh, but I think just based on talent alone, and they're just about they're going to pull off a trade for their cornerback C.J. Henderson. They're going to get a little bit more uh, off offensive power, I think. So I'm going to go over. Bengals at six point five, man. All day I'm taking the over and bet on that one. That's it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think anybody's going to have a losing record in that division. Uh, I well, I'm st- I, they, they're going to have a losing record. I, you know, but uh, well, say well, what's, actually, they're going to win. Over, they're going to win more than six and a half. No, no losing record in the yeah, North, they, might, they get might they might get a, a draw. A they tie might get somewhere. a draw. <laughs> a draw. Win, lose, or draw. <laughs> I'm talking about soccer now. <laughs> you mean a tie? Did not finish. <laughs> it's a draw. <laughs> Is it going to go to penalty kicks? <laughs> penalty field goals. <laughs> penalty. Actually, that's not. Actually, I'd rather see like a uh, you know passes from the ten uh-huh. yard line or something. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Philadelphia Eagles six six and a half point in that division. Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say over six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I Even, say, I'd, I'd say seven or eight wins for the Eagles. I don't I'm know not, why I'm they not. can't win ten games. Uh, they're not that good, Ben. <laughs> They're really not that good. But they're not six and a half games bad. No, but I mean, they're better than six and a half, but they're not, you know, 10 wins good. Yeah, I'm taking the over. They're under 10, over six and a half. I'm giving them 10. I'm going to, we're going to listen to this. I'm yeah. going to remember this. I'm going to uh, mark this somehow. I'm like, well, Friday was right. Yeah, Friday was right. <laughs> My team's terrible. <laughs> New York Jets at six. Uh, yeah, I'd say under six even. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Seven. Yeah, I'm going to take seven or eight games for the Jets. New quarterback, new uh-huh. head coach, more talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, yeah, I, I think the Jets are going to go over. Detroit, 4.5. Jared Goff, come on, yeah, man. I'd say, I'd say over. I'd say over four and a half. Yeah. I'm only because Jared Goff. I mean, as you know, as much hate as uh, I've spewed on the podcast about Jared Goff, I, I mean, he's, he's good enough to elevate this team to more than four and a half wins. I'd say at least five or six. Yeah, I agree. And watching from Houston County, from watching from Houston County Jail, Deshaun Watson's Houston Texans. He's not going to jail. They, they impaneled a grand jury this week. What's that? There's a grand jury, a oh. criminal grand jury oh, for well. Watson. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know but what? I did a little research, and the, the laws in Texas are like, if you're going to sexually assault somebody, do it in uh, Texas. I, the say, laws are really weak. I'd say four wins sounds just about right. 
Oh, you don't think Houston could scratch four more? Who's the, like who's going to be their who's their backup quarterback? Yeah, but I mean, just in the division, I don't see them beating anybody in their division. That's six games that they've lost just right there. <sighs> four? Uh-huh. That's really how many did they win last year? Six? Seven? That's right. It was around, I think it was four. They got the, one more game to get to. <laughs> who is? The, but who's their? Who you know who the backup is? Or who the who who's actually probably going to start for that? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, there's no reason to even look into that. And under is uh, under. I think be, they have Matt Schaub. And under, yeah, they <laughs> Matt probably Schaub. do. Actually, they should bring back David Carr. <laughs> they should. <laughs> it's like, did you get? Did you not get sacked enough the first time you were here? You, come back, <laughs> please come back. We guarantee you'll get sacked 25 times if if you promise to come back. Yeah, I can't take the under. So this to me would be a you know no action. Mm-hmm. I I I think it's probably going to be over, but I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. All right, Franny, that was interesting. I just can't believe they got the Eagles so low. Wow. I, I just. I'm not shocked. I, I like the Eagles. I, 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 I like the Eagles too, man. <laughs> but I, I like the talent you know, on that see team. see the t-shirt that I'm wearing. I like Nick Sirianni. I like. The only person I don't like is, you know. I'm not sure if I like Nick Sirianni Howie, yet. Howie Roseman. <laughs> I'm not sure if I like Nick Sirianni yet. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the season plays out. Well, yeah, I think. See, I think it. If I'm speaking honestly, I think it was a mistake to let Peterson go. I, I think so. I would give Peterson one more chance at least. I don't think a personality conflict was enough to yeah. blow up your head coaching position after yeah. what he accomplished yeah. there. More so. than any other head coach, you know, for the city. So yeah. it doesn't make any sense. But whatever. It, it is what it is. But Sirianni, we'll see what he can do with the Eagles. Yeah, maybe he's a good guitar player. Maybe he is. He's got some nice t shirts. <laughs> he's got does he? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's like he has all the like the uh like the old school, like almost like like the seventies, eighties graphics on the on the oh, t-shirts, but with like you know the players, like the current you know crop of players. Actually, they're pretty cool. Actually, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I'm gonna have to look to see where he's where he got those from. If it's like from like uh, fans or whatever, or you know, I'm gonna have to Google some of uh, Nick Sirianni's t-shirts and and get a few of those. Yeah, good for him. I know. I now now I'm curious. Yeah. All right, Franny, that's it for the stat of the week. Yeah, What's next up on the big board? Next up, in, it's our drinking portion of the show. We got the shots, we got the beverages, and we got the beers. So we got the shot coming up first, Ben. All right, we'll be right back with our shot of the week. All right, and we are back with our shot of the week, Ben. And the Steelers have won once again in the preseason. 20 to go. Does it really count if it's the preseason? Should we be doing spicy shots for the Steelers in the preseason, Ben? Well, Is it really yes. considered a hot streak Well, you in think the they're going to suck during the regular season. I don't so. think so. No, I actually said some really good things about Steelers. I'm just not <laughs> as high on the Steelers as you are. But tonight's shot is a spicy shot, Ben. You like these spicy shots, as do I. I do like them, but I also don't. Dislike the sweet ones, which you really have. I don't know. You hate them. I don't hate them. I just, you know. <laughs> like, oh, another sweet one? Oh, I see whipped cream on the table and chocolate in the glass. Oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's just uh, not my preference. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, well, tonight, Ben, in honor of your Steelers and another victory over my Philadelphia Terrible Eagles. Uh, we have this spicy shot, and it is dubbed the preseason peppery Pittsburgh punch. A lot of peas in that one. Say that ten times fast, Ben. It looks great. Sounds great. It, it looks delicious, and it, it was concocted with tequila, some fruit punch infused with red jalapeno. Ben, we we Ooh. I chopped up that jalapeno and I left it in the fridge with that uh, with the punch. 
and it just kind of infused. I mixed it a little bit just to get a little bit of extra yeah, yeah, spice yeah. in there. I don't, I don't but doubt I it. left it there just so it gets that nice bit of spice in there. And we also have the tahini on the rim. We have the garnish of the sliced red pepper on there. It looks good, and you can find the picture on, on our Twitter and Instagram, Ben. At Goal Thirst and at Thirst Dan. That's right. There, there's this one has more tahini. I think you. Uh, this is this one looks like it has more tahini on it. There you are. I don't have to eat this pepper though. Right? Actually, this one has a lot of tahini on it too. Never mind. Whatever. Either way, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, you should. You should probably eat that pepper. I'm gonna you leave it probably... right there for. Is it? Is mm. it hot? Actually, it's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't do it. But this is a hangover cure right here. Oh man, that's yeah. way spicier than I thought. <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> I, well, that's why I was gonna throw uh, it in the yard, but I'm like, I don't want the dog to eat it. Yeah, don't, yeah. Leave it on wow. the. Don't let. Don't let. Don't let the dogs get that one. Oh, that's spicier than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good idea. I don't. I was wondering why you were uh, opting to eat the red jalapeno right off the. Uh, but this right here, whew. this is the hangover cure of the night. That's what hopefully, this is. hopefully it is. Yeah, and oh, by man. the way, folks, this is what we sound like. Uh, essentially uh, sober for the most part, completely sober tonight for uh, the most part. Well, let's give it a shot. A shot, Ben. All right. Cheers to you. you sure, you're ready. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have been into that. I, I didn't think it was be that spicy. I was wondering. I why thought the green ones were spicier than the red ones, but maybe they're just the exact same thing, except these were on the vinyl a bit longer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. <laughs> Are you ready? Well, cheers to you. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot, Ben. All right, Clank. Brown uh. is a goddamn mixology mentor. It's Friday's shot. That's good. Spicier than I expected. Well, yeah. When you came out and you said you were gonna infuse it for a while, I was like, I was like, literally counting the minutes uh, that, that you that you uh, that you had it infusing in there in the jalapenos. My nose is watering. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was very good. Maybe you shouldn't have uh, chopped up an entire jalapeno. Ooh, the tahini is nice. Because I actually did chop up an entire jalapeno. Uh, probably that's what I would do differently next time <laughs> if I was making this shot. But that is spicy, man. You want these spicy shots? No, it's good. It's good. Every time the Steelers win, and they won. So you left it just like what, sitting in the uh, in a bowl with the uh, uh, with the uh, jalapeno like, yeah. and the tequila? Yeah, no, no, the tequila poured separately, but it was basically the fruit punch with. Uh, yeah, I didn't taste the fruit punch. It was the trop- It was tropical punch. I didn't so even taste a little that. bit of. All uh, I tasted was pineapple uh, hot and, yeah. <laughs> and, te- and tequila. <laughs> I think jalapeno uh, essentially. Uh, uh, neutralize the the fruit punch. I taste a little bit of sweetness. <laughs> yeah, but that was actually really good. Yeah, other than suffering through it. Yeah, uh, it was, but it didn't linger. I mean, it uh, it didn't. The, the, I can the, feel it in my esophagus right now. The, yeah, but it didn't like linger like on the tongue to the point where it's like uncomfortable, yeah. like a jalapeno. That was good. I mean, the flavors were good. I probably would probably just added a little less, you know, jalapeno. Ooh, that was actually spicier than I expected. And how did you come up with the ingredients? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, tonight I wasn't really entirely sure what I would be concocting, Ben, but, uh, I went over to Vaughn's and I'm like, you know, what can I do with this shot tonight? Because we've had mango, we've had, I think, watermelon, we've had, um, we had those cucumber shots that were also spicy, but I was like, you know what? We can't use the same ingredients. We'll use some of this tropical fruit punch because it does have a little bit of uh, pineapple in it and it's not as fruity as fruit punch it has like a little bit more of the 
the island tropical feel. Yeah, of course, it's summer. Uh, and uh, you know, just you know, the 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 red jalapenos. I wasn't sure how spicy these would be compared to the green ones. It looks like they're the same exact thing, except these are red and the other ones are green. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's just something that I just. You know, I was I was actually searching Google to see what I can put together, but I put together a lot of those shots already because the the Steelers had because we win a lot of games such a long hot streak last season, and so I figured, you know what, let's let's try this similar to the past shots that we had, but also different enough where it could be a brand new shot on its own. Yeah, it was, if that was actually really, really, I was a little nervous. Yeah, uh, because you infused it in, you know, you actually let the jalapeno oils get into the fruit punch for a while. Yeah. So I was a little concerned about the heat level. Mixed it up too, but it was perfect. And the tahini makes it nice. It's got that salty sort of spiciness to the, you know to the tahini, which I really like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would give it a. I'm going to give it a nine. Well, see, I give it a seven. Why? Because it, it was too spicy. Was too I think it was too spicy. Also, you know, taking a bite out of the jalapeno beforehand didn't help. Yeah, and you usually don't do that kind of stuff. Usually, you avoid like biting. There, there's like no seeds in it. I mean, there's no. I mean, because you know the seeds will sometimes add that extra spice. But like the one, that, like yours, has a little bit of seeds. Mine didn't, and it was still fucking spicy. But I did not bite it. As you, you no, know, yeah, you might have noticed. Yeah, I know. yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't. You had the bugs on the show a few weeks back. We were eating uh, grubs, not uh, grubs, but mealworms, mealworm. crickets, and yeah. uh, we also Those had ants. Uh, we had ants. And the ants were, were not gross. as good as I, I mean, not not good, but I didn't think they'd be as terrible as they were. Yeah, it was Ugh. whatever the oil and the spice they put yeah. on them. And we had the rattlesnake or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. The yeah. python yeah. jerky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah, but the crickets were actually pretty good. The mealworms were my favorite. The mealworms, I mean, because they, they almost didn't taste like mealworms because they were like just the spice that they used and as dried out as they were. It was almost like eating those. Um, you could put them on your salad. Yeah, <laughs> you could. You could. It was like <laughs> like eating like the the fine like potato crisps, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah. like the really thin ones. It almost tastes like that. Yeah, the crickets were a little gamey. Yeah. A little bit gamey. But mm. I would, I mean, and the python jerky just didn't have enough. I don't think it had enough fat. It was just too chewy. Yeah. It was too lean. It was. Yeah. It was too lean. But the but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm gonna get, go back to the mealworms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like a big jar. I'm gonna get a whole just I'm gonna like throughout the podcast. Feed a few I'm just more rats. Crunch on them. Feed a few more rats to those pythons, and then uh, you know be enough fat on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can you enjoy need, it. You need fatty pythons. Plus, Florida is overrun with like anacondas, pythons, something. I think pythons. crocodiles, whatever. I think they're overrun with pythons. I think. I think we have the crocodile jerky too, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the alligator jerky. Alligator. That was actually that actually was pretty good. That was actually that t- it didn't taste. Any different from you know beef jerky almost? I mean, it was a little more gamey, but it wasn't really. It, you, if you if you handed somebody two pieces of jerky and they didn't know what they were made out of, they wouldn't even they couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, and they wouldn't say this is gross. Yeah, yeah. But I like Cajun food, I like alligator, I like crawfish, like I like all that stuff. I like gumbo. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben is our beverage oh, of boy, here we go. the week, aged twelve years. It's the Kulala. <laughs> How do we say it? I don't know. Kulala? Kulala? Cool, cool, I think, yeah, what does it say? Is it cool? Kulala? Yeah, cool, I'm not la. even going to try. Yeah, I'm cool, going to leave this in your court. <laughs> it's Kulala. Yeah, so, I mean, we've been wanting to try this for a long time, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, it's for a 12-year-old scotch, this stuff is not cheap. Well, it's the it's like the gold stand. It's like it's like Lagavulin and I think... Uh, uh, whatever, cool Ela, uh, are like the gold standard for any yard bag ten, obviously. But these, but in terms of the pricier ones, 
for the the like the, the entry level, the mm-hmm. the the Kulaila and the Lagavulin are way up there in price. I think it was eighty bucks. Maybe more. Eighty ninety, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have drank so much while we were already drunk. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're already drunk, you should definitely go to the cheap stuff. <laughs> we should have a bottle of the uh of the of the George Dickel in there for when you when you already now, have you, a if we were drinking George Dickel we we wouldn't even be doing the podcast tonight that's for sure. Yeah, no, Friday texted me today like that he was hung over and I was like I'm not taking the bait. I know he wants to cancel. He's wondering if I'm going to No, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't cancel the podcast. I'm just saying like damn. That was a lot of drinking last night. More than I expected. Cuz we're like I can't do. I can't stay up all night tonight. And that's, then, I didn't expect that's, to. That's how every drinking night starts. <laughs> starts like, oh, I, I, I'm not going to go hard tonight, and then you end up going harder than the last time. Yeah, I actually feel worse today than I did the last. Yeah, night. last time we actually our, our podcast, we you know we were a little more, uh, uh, well, we were more awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Able-bodied. <laughs> I mean, I, I I really feel like I just got hit by a train yeah when i woke up this morning it was like actually i, w- I felt a lot better the last time for some yeah. weird reason and yeah, it's too. odd because i slept less the last time yeah uh but fronty oh i'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna get some information but ben, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure gonna, you have some information for I'm us i'm gonna get some information i wish i have here at my fingertips somewhere uh yes fronty pronounces this correctly i think it's kulela yeah some, some close there. hey somewhere on there 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey we don't even we just make it up as we go along but it's a beautiful bottle beautiful presentation it's very classic very it's similar actually the bottle is similar to the like yeah, a in a in a way even the colors uh the ultimate isla malt cool isla is considered by experts to be the perfect entry point into the world of pd malt whiskeys and a reference for connoisseurs of isla single malt scotch whiskey all over the world fresh sweetie sweetly fruity and smooth bodied cool isla 12-year-old is the color of pale straw with a delicate balance of taste. Entry level, it's a little robust, I think, for entry level. Uh, serving suggestion to enjoy, simply serve the 12-year-old Kuala neat in a rocks glass, adding an ice or a splash of water to taste. The appearance, pale straw. The body, smooth, pleasant mouthfeel, firm, with a light to medium body. Nose, subdued. Citric or citric fruitiness, a whiff of bath oil, and a dentist mouthwash. That's okay. interesting. A fresh and appetizing nose with little or no trace of smoke. A little water raises almond oil and old-fashioned oil skin. Still a fresh fruitiness. A trace of olive oil and, after a while, potpourri or scented hand soap. The palate drinks well at natural strength, sweet start, pleasant, Light, fragrant smokiness and a lengthy finish. Smooth, pleasant mouthfeel with water. Light acidity, uh, some salt, and still the sweeter notes. A complex balance of primary taste. The finish is sweet smokiness and lingering sour finish. Do you usually say potpourri? Potpourri? Is that what I said? Potpourri? It's potpourri. Potpourri. Let's see. What do they say that it goes with? The Legavulin. Offerman. I don't know what Offerman is. Lagavulin Offerman. Uh, but yeah, so Franny, uh, what do you think of the Kuala? Well, let's give it a shot, Ben. Let's give it a shot. I mean, as if we haven't had a few of them already. Yes. Well, not today, but in, uh, well, last night and a few weeks before. Whew, all right, let's do this. Yeah. But on the nose, Ben. I mean, it's beautifully peaty on the nose. 
Yeah, there's there's a nice there's nice peat, but also there's like a nice creaminess to it. Yeah, it's got a nice creaminess, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of salt. Stone fruit too. Stone I'm, getting, fruit. I'm getting a little you bit get of this only stone fruit. Apricot. You're like, this is this wine? I can really smell the stone fruit in this wine made from grapes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there. There is a nice little bit of leatheriness to it as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that nice peat, though. I mean, it is true. I don't get a lot of smoke, but I do get the peat. Some sweetness. But it smells I mean, it's really nice. nice I mean, it's a nice, deep, rich, mm-hmm. complex nose. There's a lot going on there. But the ah. sweetness really comes through. Hmm. I'm not sure about that whole, you know, dentist mouthwash thing, but I don't know if I would want to smell well, But then again, I don't know what... I don't want to smell Listerine in this. I thing. don't know what their reference point is for dentist mouthwashes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what like, dentist it... mouthwashes smell like in Scotland. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe it's just scotch. Hey, <laughs> Aye, sonny. <laughs> rinse off with a little of this. Here's a little bit of colada. <laughs> just rinse it out. It smells really nice, though. Here's a little bit of floss. There's a little bit of <laughs> drenched floss. with some scotch. <laughs> Everything's dipped in scotch. <laughs> mm, it's nice though. Yeah. Is it, it like? Is it? Are they talking about biotin? Are they talking about uh, listerine? Is it? Uh, Serp- uh, what did I have? Sepical. Sepical. Yeah. <laughs> from, when I, from the seventies, that was like <laughs> the worst. The brown one. I don't even know. <clears throat> you don't know what sepical is? Is it a lozenge? Uh... <laughs> the sepical lozenges. Let me see if I if it actually if I if I was even close to how it was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that stuff looks yeah, that looks really old. They still school. make it. Oh, they still make it. You can still buy it. Nobody buys this stuff anymore because they buy like Listerine or something. But the Sepical, like the brown one, is pretty gross. What flavor is brown? I don't know. <laughs> not, not good. It was, but it was it was effective. Copper. It was effective. It just wasn't very flavorful. <laughs> but all right, let's yeah. give it a taste. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. Not a lot of smokiness. Almost none. There's that, I mean, there's that nice pronounced bit of peatiness on the front. It dissipates, but it you get this nice bit of creaminess on the back of the throat, though, on the back of the tongue. Oh, it's really nice. But it's not hard. Full, it's, it's full bodied. Smooth. I wouldn't say medium bodied. I'd say it's full bodied. I mean, it is very smooth. It really coats the mouth. I mean, it goes down easily. Really nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely a a, a, a robust full body. Yeah. Or well, maybe medium body, but it's robust. It's not over the top. It's not like it does not like punch in the back of the throat like yeah. a hard bag. I mean, this this really is an entry level sort of Isla Scotch to introduce people to the flavors of it may Isla. Maybe lower the price then. But it's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I mean, it's like here's this nice introductory Mercedes. It's the S class. <laughs> here's a Glenlivet. Tw- here's a Glenlivet twelve. It's one hundred twenty nine dollars. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, it actually it's got a nice oily creaminess to it mm-hmm. it's got a nice peaty you know peaty elements to it. it's got a nice finish i mean the, the 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 a little bit of burn just a little bit of burn on the smoke on the on the finish But way smoother than I remember when it, when we tried it the first time. Yeah, I think you know just just chilling it, 
a little bit and letting it breathe too, you know, because it's, it's, you know, when, when it's packaged, it's, it's, it's hitting you with all the flavors. It's, it's, you know, as, as strong as it, it is basically when, when it's bottled, but when it's you let pounding it, you in the face, when, when, when you let it breathe a little bit and release some of that, you know, pent up rage in there, you know, it's a little bit softer now and it's oh, a little more subdued, nice but it has some really nice flavors. It's actually very complex. I mean, you keep on going back sip after sip and it's nice. It's it's a really. Good, I mean, it, it does have some characteristics of like The Lagavulin has a little bit more of the peatiness, yeah. a little bit more of the smokiness. Yeah. But you can definitely see there are some you know distinct characteristics for both that are really close. Yeah, I mean, I I this is entry level. Once you get used to drinking this, go to Lagavulin sixteen. Yeah, I'm not sure. What would you prefer, this or the Lagavulin? The Lagavulin. <laughs> I think I might like this more. I mean, this is softer. Yeah, it's, the it's, it's a softer got, there's offering. Some, there's something in the Legavulin. Um, I, I can't quite put yeah, my no. finger on I it. Like that Legavulin 16 is nice. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I think yeah, I think I might be your favorite, Isla. Uh, why well, I still like the Port Charlotte, heavily peated. Yeah, that's probably, that, yeah, maybe I'll get that one. Yeah, uh, that one's good. Once my liver recovers and we do that again, I'll bring over the... <laughs> in about three months. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Port Charlotte. Yeah, they had it on the shelf, but it was—I think it was a little bit overpriced at, at Total Wine. Uh, but that's a really good one, Port Charlotte, heavily peated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where would you uh, where would you rate this Kulaila? I would say it's about uh, it's an eight. You know, it's, it's definitely above average. Not the best Isla we've had. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy sipper. I mean, this is, this is an Isla that you can actually sit back and enjoy it more than maybe some of the other ones. I mean, you can, like, we've almost finished the bottle. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, what it's, happened to that bottle? We barely touched it the last time. Yeah, I know, time. I know. But it's like the, like, you know, like the, the space sides, you can sit back and, and, and just, you know, sip those. They're easy to drink. But this is an easy to sip Isla. There's more peatiness than, you know, than a space side. But it's so smooth, and it yeah. goes down so easily compared to some of the other Islas. So I like that about it. But it's also not an Isla. You know, yeah. it's like the, it it's, does it's, lack the peaty, the smoky. The, the, it has more smokiness to it. But it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's an, an entry level. I think that's what they were kind of trying to do with it. But it's so easy to drink, which I appreciate. But you know, some of the Isla characteristics are also missing. I mean, look at the legs on that glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a nice, creamy, full body to it. Yeah, and there's actually a nice, almost like a, almost like a mintiness. Yeah, like on the on the there finish. you go. It's, there's yeah. the mouthwash. Yeah, yeah, I, right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, I didn't even think about that. Like, but mintiness. What, what tastes like mint? Hmm. Um, there's the aqua fresh. <laughs> aqua fresh. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I gave it to you first, so that you know you didn't have to come in with the same rating as me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. Not quite up there with the Port Charlotte. Uh, can't remember what other one, what other islas I've given a ten. I think maybe the Yugadal or the Cory Vrecken from Ardbeg. I think I probably gave a nine or a ten. Uh, the Port Charlotte, uh, you know, for sure, without without a doubt. And I think for the price, I think I might have given the Lafroig or the or the Balmore a nine or a ten mm-hmm. for the price point, for especially for that. I think the Balmore is. Uh, well, the the Laforg is cheaper, right? Uh, well, it depends on which one. For the ten, I think it's around forty five dollars. Yeah, that and that's a really you know that's also like kind of an entry mm-hmm. sort of entry level. But if you're gonna go, you know, if you're gonna go big, go go big or go home. Just pick yourself up a bottle of that R bag ten, 
and go to town. Mm-hmm. You don't need to start with the Legavulin or the Lafroy or the Balmore. You can, you can actually go right into the art bag. I did. We did. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And now we, you know, eh. I, I can't believe there's that much of that bottle going. Okay. I know, right? Damn. I know. We really, <laughs> I didn't realize that we drank that much. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I think we just took a little sip of it the first night. Yeah. So, and I think the first night we didn't drink it because I said, like, I don't think I could drink something this full body uh-huh. and rich all night long. But apparently, that is not now, the case. Yeah, now it's, it's <laughs> but it really does help to have it chill just a little bit and also to let it breathe a little bit, yeah, too. I agree. I agree. All right. Friday comes in at an eight. I also come in at an eight. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beer of the week from Shipyard Brewing Company. It is their summer ale. We'll crack it open, we'll pour it into a glass, and we'll try it in just a little bit. Hold tight, everybody. Beer of the week time. All right, and we are back with our beer of the week from Shipyard Brewing Company. It's Summer Ale. Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do indeed. It's a clean, crisp wheat beer from beautiful Maine, way up in the Northeast. It's a Summer Ale. It's a a traditional American wheat beer with a crisp malted wheat flavor. A lively brew. It's a clean, cool, and refreshing light-bodied ale worthy of a relaxing afternoon in the sun. This brew is an ode to summer in Maine, where it gets up to a balmy 75 degrees. This brew is an ode to summer in Maine and pairs well with lobster, beaches, and sunshine. This beer is best enjoyed outside with a lime wedge. Uh, The IBU is 22. Not bitter at all. The OG factor. Apparently, it's, uh, it's, you know. (laughs) OG, bro. (laughs) I don't know what. I don't actually even know what that is. I should. Uh, It's 5.1% ABV. And the color is golden. I got a beautiful website. I mean, actually, a really nice website. Look at all these beers. Look at the selections. They got the blood Damn. orange. Look at that. Damn, they have a lot of shit. Look at this. Of course, they got the pumpkin head IPA because everyone has to have a crazy label IPA. <laughs> yeah, but they've got actually. A, look at wow. Damn, that's a that's a a lot of beer. Look at that melon one. That looks pretty cool. Which one? That uh, the melon weed owl. Oh, we might have to try that one. Do they have it at Total Wine? I wonder if I'm they have sure. a, more of. Uh, I mean, the only reason I grabbed this one, I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously it says summer ale. It's been well, it's been hot since since June, and <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, you know, I mean, it's. I, I I was hoping, I'm hoping that this does have that nice crispness that I look for in a beer bin. Of course, there was no ratings on the shelf though. So that kind of, that makes me kind of worried. You're worried about the. F- I would want a little bit more crispness. I would. <laughs> I would. We'll see. We haven't had a crisp beer in a while. Well, the per- actually, you know what? The Peroni. The Peroni is a crisp It was beer. actually a crisp I had one, one last night. And, uh, I mean, the Orion. <laughs> the Orion? You mean yeah, the that, Orion? Yeah, that one was not anything. It wasn't crisp. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, there was no carbonation. There was no flavor. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we've had some, you know, crisp beers uh, on the show. Yeah, but recently, yeah, the Orion was not good. The Jalai was okay. I mean, that one was Yeah, that right. one actually was good. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, the Briny Melon Ghost that we had, you know, a few weeks before that was... And we had one of those last night. That we did, yeah. That was probably not a good idea. <laughs> oh, man. They were still outside this morning. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> I found them in the sink. Yeah, yeah there was like, uh, let's see, there was like, yeah. 
uh, about a quarter of yours was left and about like half of mine was left. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers, Ben. Let's see how this sniffs and tastes. Smells. Give it a news. Smells weedy. It is weedy. A little bit of a uh, little bit of bitterness. A little bit, a little clean. Very clean though. Got a mm-hmm. nice clean nose. Clean, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of carbonation. Actually, when I poured it, there was a lot of head, but it dissipated pretty quickly. You want to squeeze? Right. Uh, do I have an extra lime over here? You want nah, yeah, squeeze? Nah, a you don't squeeze lime, Ben. We taste this raw. <laughs> All right, raw it is. It's not a Corona. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's said on the website, lime wedge. <laughs> nice summer beer. Not a lot there. I mean, not a ton of flavor. It's a little, a little weedy, a little bitter for a summer beer. Though it's a little heavier than I would want it to be. You know, there's there's just a little bit of thickness to it that I don't want on a hot summer day. Like this is something that you wouldn't drink after mowing the lawn. Now it's like the Ojusko to no, the Carlo But it's, it's not. It's not. There's no. I mean, there's no bitterness. I mean, obviously, you know, we looked at the the bitterness rate, and there was not much bitterness, and I wouldn't expect much, but I still would want a little bit more, just thicker, bubbly carbonation. Yeah. The, 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 there is carbonation, but it's not that you know, tickle the back of your throat carbonation. It's just kind of thick on the mouth feel. It's just amazing how like the, 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 the typical beers, like the Budweiser's and all those, they get, they really got the carbonation piece. Yeah. Like but flavor, no down, but, flavor, no, but <laughs> they really got the carbon, the, that bite that, that it's like that, right. The, the right bubbly yeah. tickle the back of your throat feeling. Whereas this one, there is carbonation, but it's a thick, more of a clumpy carbonation. Clumpy carbonation. It is, it is clumpy carbonation. That was the name of my band in high school. <laughs> we were called Clumpy Carbonation. Yeah, you guys, uh, you, you guys, uh, you were the cover band for Nirvana, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clumpy Carbonation. Hey, the carbonation is pretty. It's pretty clumpy, Seamus. Yeah, it's it's not. It's uh, well, they call it summer ale. It's like that summer solstice by Anderson Valley yeah. that we had, you know, weeks back. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. It's, of this it's one. just it was. It's not very refreshing. I mean, for a summer beer, you want something that's refreshing, and this is. It's a good beer. Don't get me wrong. It's a good beer, but it's, they, they shouldn't call it summer ale. They should just call it, you know, seasonal ale, seasonal wheat ale. <laughs> yeah, like summer seasonal wheat ale. But it, but it's not crisp. It's not refreshing. Yeah, it's, it's got a good it's beer. got a good flavor it's, to it. it, is, it. I it mean, is, I'm it not is. crazy about it, but it's got a good flavor. No, it's good. It's good. The color is really nice too. I mean, it's a really dark. I mean, it's like a dark copper sort of color. Not dark, but I mean, it's you know, for for an ale is actually. Yeah, nice it's amber dark. Color. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, oh, I didn't play our. Uh, where's our? We gotta open the beer. Hmm. Not something I would grab off the shelf again. That's for sure. Yeah, Oligosh. I think the Oligosh we had. Didn't we have a wheat Oligosh? Like it was not a wheat beer, but it had. It was like a summer. Just can't remember which one that was. But where would you rate this one, Franny? Uh, I would say it's a six, six out of ten. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a good beer. It's above average, but you know, nothing spectacular. I think what's really throwing me off is the name of it. Just being a summer ale, if it was just a regular, even if it was like a fall ale, you know. I mean, I, th- I think. Ale. No, I'm saying like if if uh, it's this, like uh, this autumnal you know, ale it's, we it's have here in uh, late October, in Portland, Maine. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's late October. 
you know, it, there's there's a, a slight drizzle outside. It's 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 a there's drizzle. a chill in the air, but not too cold. And I think you could sit back and relax and have one of these. But this is not something that I want in the summertime. I want cooler weather if I'm going to be drinking this beer. So I think they got the name all wrong. And I think that's kind of throw me off. Yeah, I'd give it a seven. I mean, mm-hmm. it's because it's got, but based only on the flavor. Mm-hmm. The flavor, I think, is good. No, no, uh, it's, you know, if it didn't, it's quality. If it, but, yeah, if they didn't tell me when I was supposed to drink it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like drink this in August. Uh, I probably, you know, if it was just a typical wheat beer, I would, I would give it a seven because mm-hmm. it's got a good balanced flavor. It's clean. It's crisp. Not crisp. It's clean. It's fresh. It's robust. Probably too robust as Friday said for a summer beer, but it does have a nice sort of complex flavor to it that. You know, you know, you're drinking, you know, something with flavor. Flavor. I'm just going to keep saying flavor. <laughs> it's got flavor, flavor, <laughs> we're, flavor. We're we're running out of gas here, flavor, folks. Flavor, 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 flavor. This is yeah. This is this yeah. is the chosen beer of public enemies. Uh, no, yeah, but I, you're absolutely right, and um, it's <laughs> there's flavor. <laughs> there's, there's, is there flavor? Uh, but yeah, so Friday's coming in at a I six. think we're running on fumes. It's that point where it's like we're, we've made it through the entire <laughs> yeah. podcast almost. It's like NFL news. See you next week. Uh, but Friday, I'm going to, I'm going to seven. You're at a six. Anything else to add on this beer or anything no. else to add on the show? Uh, nothing else to add, but I think you need the housekeeping to finish up the show before we finish up though, Ben. I do indeed. Thank you all so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Uh, we're a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, all 137 of them. You can check out our show notes where we have links to all the stories that we cover and all of the bourbons, the scotches, the cognacs, and the ryes that we review. You get links to the beers as well. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe, wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts. You can get a link from our website or you can search us on any podcatcher as well as Amazon Music, Audible, and Pandora. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. How many stars, Ronnie? Five stars, Ben. Yes. Will you please leave us a five-star review? We would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, you can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can follow us on Friday's amazing uh, award I posted a beer, Ben. Oh, you posted a beer from like four weeks ago? Yes. But it was a good beer. <laughs> it was. That's true. That's true. On Friday's award-winning, Thirst and Goal award-winning Instagram account. <laughs> we give at, ourselves awards. We give ourselves awards. We're like, it's essentially like Hollywood. We just it's pat like, ourselves. Yeah, the Academy Awards. Like, good job on that movie. Good job, <laughs> all of us that work together. <laughs> you make millions? I make millions. We yes. all make millions. Yes. Good job. Good job you to also. you. <laughs> you also. Can we have the Golden Globes? How about that? Can we do that as well? I also can. Yes. Can we? How many? How many awards? <laughs> fucking shows can we have for the same shit? Best sound editing. Good fucking job, you. Yeah, those are the ones. I actually, really like to hear those bullets. <laughs> those are the awards I actually care about. Like the, like the, like those. Those are the, those are good awards. I think. Like the like the like the screenplay and the uh, editing or or score or whatever. But the the, the acting awards, it's just like whatever. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter account at goal third or at yeah at goal thirst for his Instagram at thirst and check out all the photography as well. You get links to uh, stories that we cover as well as a feel good story on uh, on our Twitter every week. So thank you all so much, Friday. Anything else to add? Yes, thank you so very much, everybody, for listening. 
We were running on fumes tonight. Yes, drink We apologize for that. But uh, me and Ben don't only hang out on this podcast. <laughs> this is not the only time we talk. We do uh, we do hang out outside of this podcast, and we do a little bit of drinking. But we and always it regret it on the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> the next night, because it just means more drinking. But we enjoy it. Yes, but we actually, appreciate I think we, we, did, we, did good. we did good tonight. We did good tonight. We appreciate everybody for listening. All right, we'll see you all next week. Thank you.